G'day, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, just Matt and Tyree here at the top of the first ever trilogy. Uh, we're just a couple of writers out of Melbourne who love movies, and we can't wait to dive into a bunch of them across this seemingly endless uh, list of unofficial trilogies. Uh, we just wanted to do a bit of housekeeping before we get into it. Yeah, we had some technical issues on this first episode of the Bronco Bridges trilogy, so audio quality is a little bit rusty. These things happen, so whoops, but bear with us. <laughs> we do stick the landing, so by episode two, the audio quality is much, much better. We also want to shout out to Jack Myers, who uh, is a designer of our beautiful artwork. Uh, he's a local Melbourne artist. That's uh, Myers, M-I-E-R-S. You can see his artwork at jackmyers.com or at Jack Myers on Instagram, and also Jack and Josh on Instagram, uh, the mural business that he has with a friend uh, that, you know, if you've got a business and it's got a wall and it needs some paint, they're, they're you guys. They do some great stuff. So uh, have, a, have a look at uh, their beautiful work there and Jack's stuff. Um, and thank you for making me have a much better beard, Jack, than I, than I ever will probably in this artwork. It, it looks full, looks flourishing. You've definitely taken some collagen... Uh, supplements in that in that artwork. Yeah, we did about 16 episodes before we got the artwork done, so we won't be shouting them out for quite a while, but we will be putting the link in the description, so definitely check out all his work there. Yeah. Uh, okay, enjoy the first trilogy, everyone. Uh, you can see from the feed that we've dropped the first three all at once. Next Wednesday, we will release the first ep of our second trilogy, and then carry on from uh, from there on a weekly basis. Um, we'll take a week off between trilogies probably, so you can basically expect a fresh one each month. Cool. That's all we have for today. But yeah, happy listening. Enjoy, friends. <laughs> Don't kiss the microphone. <laughs> True grit. Well, I get to work with the Coens again. That was, you know, so, so wonderful. Great cast. Josh Brolin and... Um, Haley uh, Steinfeld um, just nailed that that part. Very difficult part. You know, I get to ride too, man. I get to do that thing. Put that into my. You know, it was fun, fun playing cowboys. Welcome to Tripod, a podcast about cinema's unofficial trilogies, three films which are not linked by the usual elements like characters or plot, but instead are connected by a director or writer or actor, or sometimes much, much less. I'm Matt. And I'm Tyree. And today we're launching our podcast with our self-titled Bronco Bridges trilogy with the 2010 Jeff Bridges Western remake, True Grit. Woo! Let's get gritty. <laughs> Let's get truly gritty. Let's get truthful and gritty. Let's get real. And let's, let's get, get real, honest, and then let's get gritty. I'd like to talk to you a minute. What is it? They tell me you're a man with true grit. What do you want, girl? Speak up at supper time. Let me do this. Your makings are too dry. I'm looking for the man who shot and killed my father, Frank Ross, in front of the Monarch boarding house. The man's name is Tom Cheney. They say he's over in Indian Territory, and I need somebody to go after him. What's your name, girl? My name is Maddie Ross. We're located in Yale County. My mother's at home looking after my sister Victoria and my brother little Frank. Best go home to them. This is the trilogy that we discovered kind of on our on our own. Um, we 
when this podcast initially started, we thought that it was going to be something different. We actually thought that it was going to be about movies that don't exist. Uh, this is a term that we've heard thrown around a bit. Uh, a lot on the Blank Check podcast, uh, where they talk about a movie that you know just doesn't exist in pop culture at all. Yeah. Um, and one movie, I think, when we were researching to do that podcast, um, we found a movie called R.I.P.D. Mm. Yeah. The movie, the movie that kicked off our interest in movies that don't exist. Yeah. And again, they're kind of movies that just like no one knows about, or yeah. you know, if you do, you know, you're kind of an outlier. Yeah. Uh, and this movie stars Jeff Bridges as like kind of a co-lead with Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. and they play undead, like kind of angel yeah. policemen. Um, if that piques your interest, tune in for episode two. Yeah. Tune in for next week it. where we're going to be talking about it. Cause this trilogy, the Bronco Bridges trilogy, again, self, self-named, self, yeah. uh, f- founded by us yeah. is the fact that Jeff Bridges plays some kind of a law enforcement, old West cowboy, cowboy type. From 2010, mm-hmm. in today's episode, True Grit. Yep. 2013, mm-hmm. RIPD. Yep. And 2016, Hell or High Water. Yeah. Um, so pretty much three movies straight. I think there was one or two movies in between there as well. Yeah. Where he's playing cowboys, which was, as far as we can tell, the first time he played a cowboy. Mm-hmm. And as of recording this the last time as well yeah yeah and we you know he kind of gives off i mean we didn't know a lot about jeff bridges going into this yeah. we, we knew just, the fact we knew that he we was the him. dude yeah. we knew that he, like i'd seen him you know in a few things and yeah. it was always that kind of thing that i'm like oh yeah he's in seabiscuit or like oh yeah he's in iron man <laughs> movies that i've kind of forgotten about that's when he got into the cowboy thing well i guess he so, met right? that horse and he was like hey, was, <laughs> yeah, i'd love to be nice. a cowboy <laughs> but it is interesting right okay so to set the scene Today's episode is about True Grit, obviously a Coen Brothers film from 2010. If One of my favorite movies. I, this is so fascinating, right? So if you're listening to this show, we can imagine you've watched the watched the movie. If you or haven't, a movie. It, or a, a movie, movie, yeah. If you haven't, maybe pause this and go watch it because we're going to be talking about it a lot. Um, yeah. But it is interesting because in terms of Jeff Bridges' career, when was Big Lebowski? That was in the late 90s? Yeah, I'd say yeah, so. Late late 90s. 97 almost. Yeah, so he sure. – yeah, actually, I've got it right here. Uh, Jeff Bridges – was in Big Lebowski, played the dude in 1998. Yeah, 1998. So yeah. he then goes on to do a few, you know, few things, nothing crazy. Um, Except Crazy in, Heart. Exactly, <laughs> right? He's in <laughs> Seabiscuit. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. crazy. He's in Seabiscuit in 2003. He's yeah. in Surf's Up. He plays Zeke, Big Z, <laughs> uh, in 2007. Iron Man, where he plays Obadiah Stane or Stan, but it's My an first Asian. exposure to Jeff Bridges as well. Really? I think that even was it. more Even before Big Lebowski? I have maybe seen, like, images of Big Lebowski. Like, I think there was that meme of um, John Goodman's character. Like right. That white, that white text meme. I forget what it is. <laughs> yeah, for context for people, but we totally know about I've known about the Big Lebowski. But Tony I and I were both born in 1995, about. so we yeah. were three when Big Lebowski came out. I, yes. I only saw Big Lebowski maybe when I was And it took some 20. time to generate some, like, you know, some some, not interest, but, like, it didn't become. Oh, it wasn't culted. It was a cultural like a sensation a until a few years. Exactly. Later, yeah, it had to kind of. It, it kind of aged into yeah. that, into that yeah. state for sure. So anyway, the, the um, Jeff Bridges plays plays Bad Blake in Crazy Heart, which is in two thousand nine. He, he's a country music singer. I haven't seen it, yeah. but it's the film that earned him his best Oscar. Yes. For Leading Man, which, which I actually did not know that he had gotten that. Yes, which would have been his fifth nomination at that point. This man's been nominated seven times. Really? Yes. For, for lead or just lead and supporting? Lead and supporting. I don't know. 
how many are lead and how many are supporting, but I think the first couple were lead. Yeah. And then no, I, I mean, even, even True Grit was lead. I think Hella Highwater, Hella Highwater supporting. I, I don't would, know how I many would support before, the yeah. fact that he kind of is the lead of Hella Highwater. Uh, not to, um, uh, True, True Grit. Grit. Yeah. True Grit. He's definitely the person everyone looks to because he'd just gotten that Oscar. A lot of buzz around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a name everyone recognized. And he's the most colorful character in the film. Also iconic because this movie uh, was originally made in 1969. Mm. with John Wayne. Yes. So it had this, there was this legacy around it. Yes. And it was, it was I believe, probably the first Coen Brothers that they like, was it the first remake that they'd ever done? They they kind mm. of only ever um, done their original stuff, right? I think so. I mean, it's not a, we spoke about this off mic, but it's not technically a remake of this of that film, but of the book that that's based off of. True Grit by someone, Portis? I forget the guy's name. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's... But that's <laughs> they, tried to, they tried to distance themselves from that. The, that's an the interesting movie. place to start here yeah. because, yeah, we haven't watched the original. Yeah. But I feel vindicated because of the fact that you told me today that even the Coens said that they hadn't really watched the original. That's right. Uh, because, like you said, they kind of wanted to go back to the book. Mm. They wanted to do their have their own spin yeah. on it, not be kind of tied down because the original is kind of in the classic realm of westerns. Like it's one of those westerns yeah. that you know, like the searchers yeah. or you know. Was that the know dying? About. Was that kind of like when westerns were starting to late peter out? late sixties? Surely, yeah, yeah. yeah there, there was a few. This was like one of the last hurrahs we can do a western. One it's of the last, jolly. one of the last was um, Sundance. Um, was, when was um, that? That was in the seventies, which was, I think, and that's when they all. That's um, that movie is all about westerns, westerns are dying, right? Exactly, the death of the western. Well, it's definitely about the fact that outlaws are dying. Certainly. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, yeah. this is it like um, Butch Cassidy and Sundance was sixty nine. Oh, um, well, there you but go. So it's still it's just around there. It's just around there, and it's interesting because I was thinking about that movie that when movie I watched. Seems True like Grit. so many years ahead of the True Grit. Yes. Movie. Oh, yeah. No. Just based to, to come out. <laughs> Did True Grit come out in '59 or '69? '69. Wow. Yeah, because um, John Wayne got the 1970 Oscar for that. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Just for that horse jump. <laughs> that was an amazing horse jump he for the did. Four rail fence. Well, the stunt guy did it, I think. But yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, it probably definitely was a stunt guy because they do cut away right at the jump. Yes. Yeah. And John Wayne was flat-footed. I don't even know how well he could run. <laughs> Is that an excuse to run? You're not, you're not on your feet. He's on the horse. It's an excuse the horse to... is flat, flat-footed. Okay. No, no. He. Oh, okay, right. Well, Why like, does I'm, it matter that John Wayne is? I don't know. I'm, I don't mean to knock the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fact I heard. Yeah. From another. It doesn't matter. Um, no, watching uh, watching matter. True Grit really made me think of Butch Cassidy and Sundance because right. I love that movie. Okay. And it's kind of it. inverted. Like watching oh. Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid is. It's about these two guys who are on the run from the law for the pretty much the entire film. So it's almost like if you watch True Grit from the perspective of who they're searching for. Mm. Um, Pepper and uh, Cheney. Yeah. It was a, yeah. it was kind of an exact opposite of like if you did True Grit from True Grit from the perspective of Brolin, mm. it would kind of be Butch Cassidy and Sundance, except that Butch Cassidy and Sundance yeah. kid is that they're about, about that. these two guys who are like endlessly charming. And this and, is you know, very funny. This is the Cohen's most they play on genres all the time. Like they mm. do sort of westerns or sort of noirs, but they have their own unique spin on it. Mm-hmm. This is their first like authentic, oh, we're doing a western now. And it's not like parodying it in any way or like reinventing it. It's just kind of like playing to the strengths of the western genre so well that it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, I don't know, yeah, but elevating because, it in a weird way. Weirdly, like, oh, brother, we're out, th- we're out 
art there. I never yeah. say that title right, ever. <laughs> really? I always stuff up one part of it. Do it um, again now. You got it. Oh, brother, where art thou? There you go. It's the art that I always think it's like ought. Or, yeah, because yeah, they did the Ballad of Buster Scruggs in 2018, which is more of an yeah. anthology film, isn't it? Like I've yeah. on, I've only seen the first 20 minutes of that, and I didn't. Oh, turn so it seen, off. you've seen the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? And I think yeah, I think so. I think uh, and maybe the bit with James Franco, if he's is he in that one? I think he's early on. He is yeah. in it. Yeah. I, I didn't turn it off out of disinterest, or or actually it was kind of disinterest. It was it was <laughs> not out of hatred. It was out of like I am not I don't I'm not ready. I'm not into this movie right now. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not in the right space to watch this. Yeah. I just needed something else. Um, but in terms of Coen's, I personally, like, it might be interesting to go through what we've seen. Oh, yeah. I've seen No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. Kind of a modern Western, I guess, you could argue. Yeah, I think it's more of a, I mean, they, I think it's more of just, like, a, a noir, I'd say. Yeah. It's true. a noir with, like, a Western setting. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, I've seen Fargo. I've seen Big Lebowski. Yeah. Um, I've seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, which... Kind of crazily might be my favorite one of theirs. Oh, brother. Maybe. I don't know. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. This yeah. is what's interesting about True Grip, which I'll get to in a second. Mm. Um, now, you've told me many times to see Hatsucker Pro- Proxy, which I still haven't seen, but I'll get to it. That one is like constantly in battle with a few others. Like, for the, the top, top spot, spot yeah. <laughs> and then I've seen The Lady Killers. So I'm I'm, oh, yeah. I'm kind of 50% in on the Coens in terms of, you know, yeah. I haven't seen some of their bigger ones like... Miller's, well, Miller's Crossing isn't technically a bigger one, but it is some people's, like, film nerds, like, often mm. quote that as, like, oh, that one's yeah. amazing. And that one's a straight-up gangster film as well, actually. Mm-hmm. I think it plays in a few tropes and, again, has its own little spin on it. Yeah. Like, that one's pretty faithful to the... Yeah. Blood Simple, yeah. Burn After Reading, yeah. Inside Lewin Davis, mm. Raising Arizona, yeah. and then Hail Caesar. Um, yeah. So we, I've, I've come, I'm kind of at 50%. Yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have We'd, you seen more than that? I think I've seen all of them except Barton Fink. Ah, okay, yep, yep. There yep. might be one I'm forgetting, but I don't think there is. They're very, uh, they're very, they like who they, they like who they work with, don't they? Like, they go, yeah. they go back to Jeff Bridges, they go back to George Josh Rowland, oh, yeah, George, George Clooney, Rowland, George Clooney, and Barton yeah. Fink, who plays Barton Fink? The, um, uh, John Turturro. Yeah, John Turturro. Yeah, he yeah. comes back a few, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think, what else is he in? He's yeah, in he's in her brother. Basky. He's and her brother, of yeah, course, yeah. that's right. Yo, he, oh, the, Big Lebowski, I forget about as well, of course. Yeah, yeah, And even the guy who plays Buster Scruggs, I forget his name, he's cool though. Yes, I love that actor. He's in uh, he's in Holes, the movie. That, um, <laughs> it's so good. Arguably his best. Arguably his best work. Um, Maybe we can try and figure Tim out a... Blake Nelson That's is his it. name. Maybe and you know a... what? I'm going to search uh, John Goodman as well. Is oh, that? yeah. John Goodman's in there constantly. I'm going to search... find like, a Tim Blake Nelson trilogy. I'm sure there's one. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Holes. <laughs> Holes. One, two, and three. Um, <laughs> I'm going to check just while you... While you... Uh, Walla Walla. Walla Walla. I, I want to check the author's name of True Grit because I feel bad. It's something Portis. Well, we can just refer to them as Mr. Portis, if that helps. True. Unless it's a woman and then it's like we're really stuck. Ah, shit. <laughs> uh, Char- Charles Portis. Charles yeah. Portis, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, have so, you read the book? I'm guessing not. No, I have I actually – it's a book. I didn't, I, didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know it was a book. I honestly didn't know it was a book. But I'm glad, like, like I said to you today, like the fact that – they did the remake, yeah. and I, I kind of felt bad that I was about to come and talk about it, that yeah. I hadn't seen that. I've watched a few yeah. clips like you did, oh, yeah. um, and I know a bit about you know John Wayne and his kind of yeah. uh, um, standing in like the Western ethos and Western yeah. like you know span of films. He's you know one of the biggest yeah. and, and most um, says Pilgrim a lot in that yeah. one movie. <laughs> he's yeah, I think his biggest one would probably be The Searchers, right? That's kind of yeah one. that yeah. the man who shot I have no idea yeah I know see, that is such a blind, I mean that is such a good a, thing about blind, like unofficial a, trilogies right is we're gonna get there we oh, will yeah, find John, a John Wayne 
we'll find something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Pilgrim trilogy or something where he says it the most. <laughs> um, but that's not today. Today's mission is to do True Grit, True Grit. which yeah. is again part one of three of Bronco Bridges. Uh, which is True Grit. The, the Bronco Bridges R. unofficial R. trilogy. Yeah, and where he plays Cowboys. Where he True plays Grit. Cowboys. R.I.P.D. Hello, high water. Boy, I sure made I'm a very excited pretzel out of that. No, Sorry, I talked was... over you and we kind of restarted. <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Uh, no. Um, okay, so you said to me earlier today that yeah. True Grit is a movie that you potentially think is your most rewatched film ever. Yes. Aside from, yeah, aside from like Disney animated films that I watched as a kid. Yeah. Or, you know, off-brand Disney films I watched as a kid as well, like Fern Gully. <laughs> We'll get to that. <laughs> it's yeah. Aside from those movies where I like just had it on repeat to distract myself because I was a little kid. Mm. I'd say this is the one. This and maybe like one installment in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'd say. Right. I've probably seen Return of the King a hundred times. Mm. I've seen this about a hundred times as well. Really? Yeah. Well, it's probably closer to five. Probably. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, of course. Movie. So a uh, significant amount less. <laughs> I'm a- <laughs> Only ninety five. That's not. Uh, it's a, it's a few more. Okay. I've seen. I've seen uh, True Grit twice. Yeah. Yes. We watched I watched it, again it last a time. few years ago. Yeah. I don't know when or why. I just yeah. would have. It would have been when I was getting through some of the Cohen films. Well, what are you, What are your general thoughts on the film? My what general are, thoughts. That's what's interesting, right? Thoughts. Is I watched it and I kind of. Reg- I don't know if I regret it or not, but but I, I watched it with Dad the other day. Yeah. Dad, I don't regret. That was great. But uh, <laughs> we watched it and we turned off the subtitles just purely because the subtitles were. Um, Did you watch of, this on Netflix? Yes, they were really big. They're massive. I don't know what it is and about they, that. And they they roll like a Star Wars credits roll. Ah, like they kind of jumped on top of each other and were all janky. Yeah. They weren't just like in big blocks that mm. changed. It was kind of distracting. So mm. we turned them off, um, which is ironic because when we when we watched IRPD next week's episode, I had them on because Jeff Bridges was so. <laughs> What's the word? Un, un, unintelligible. Unintelligible. Yeah. It's very hard to make out what he's saying. Yeah. These movies, and that's what's going to be an interesting great. exploration. Is like yeah. how cowboy does he get? Because in this one, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty cowboy. In next week, I would argue he's even more so potentially. And you might even say by the third installment, which have we even mentioned what the third one is? Yeah, yes, like twice. Yeah. Okay, twice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm clearly losing my marble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He Hello, also he also is. You can understand him a bit better, but I would say he's the most legible in that. Wow, okay, yeah. Or audible. No, that's true. It, yeah. That is true, yeah. Because he's, I don't know, it's like what's interesting is actually there is like a nice pattern to this, oh, yeah? which is True Grit is set in the 1800s yeah. where he plays a marshal, like yeah. a U.S. marshal, mm-hmm. kind of like a, it seems like a bounty hunter but with a bit more authority potentially is, is what that kind of setup was. Yeah. Because he's kind of not the law but he also is, like he's got authority to go and hump people He is out. a lawman but that's something that, that that's something the movie talks about a lot is like yeah. justice and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then in RIPD mm. next week, he plays a Texas range. Uh, no, no, he plays a sheriff. Yeah, uh, like a like a lawman who All is from the eighteen hundreds, but he's playing that in modern day mm. uh, because of when that movie's set. And then in uh, uh, Hello High Water, yeah. he is a modern day Texas ranger yeah. in modern day. So he kind of he's kind of got the whole you know um, spread yeah. of like he's an old timey guy. And then he's an old timey yes. in modern times, and, and then, then he's a modern guy modern in modern, modern times. So he's yeah. kind of doing the whole. There is an interesting there connection there. You're right. Yeah. I wonder because it's. I know. I know we're getting a bit off track here. Well, not really. No. Like, it is interesting 
I wonder if by RIPD he starts to think about, oh, I've played two Cowboys in a row now. Maybe I should. Oh, well, I, I mean, it is three in six years, which is kind of like it's a dynasty. True. It's like That's you know, true. every there couple of years he's doing it. Yeah. And, he's, and, he's, and I would argue that they're very similar characters. Yes. Like at least the first well, two. Yes. Just, and uh, we'll get to that when we kind of explore. I, ju- I would just I say they're quite different. But that's because well, there's not much. There's not much in RIPD to go off. Yeah, true. He, and there's he's a few also, of his jokes. He's like he's played sort of similar. Yeah, he's. I would. I think that's the main thing. He's yeah. play, the accent is similar. The kind of outlook is a bit a bit similar. Where he's yeah. kind of like a bit. He's he he goes. He plays by the beat of his own drum. Like yes. he's kind of you know stoic, but like cracks doesn't a joke play by and, like, the book. No, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's the only. Yeah, that's probably the biggest. Yeah. The biggest connection. Whereas in yeah. the third film that we're going to do, he's kind of he actually is kind of by the book, yeah. but he also is a little bit like, uh, not uh, what's the, not what's the word, not immature, but like kind of racist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good way. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. And he definitely is in. Oh, he, uh, he is the, a bit outdated, I think. Yeah, which is actually kind of feeds into the theme of the entire movie. I'd say, Hello High Water. Yes, a little bit tenuously. Yes. yes, he's a bit of a dinosaur. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, but yeah. to answer your earlier question, my thoughts on True Grit, um, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, but I did feel, I th- I think, and I, I want to preface this by saying, like, I think I'm in the minority, or I think I'm I think I'm wrong with my opinion. I think it's ill. I think it's unformed, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I think it. I don't really know what my thoughts are, except mm. and and when I say that, it's always because I didn't love the film. Okay. Whenever I come out of a film and I go to bed that night and I'm yeah. like kind of unsure of what I thought, yeah. it rarely ever means that I'll wake up the next day and be like, I really liked that film. Wow. It yeah. usually always means that I'll wake up and be like, I had problems with that film that okay. I don't quite know how to wrap my head around yet. Okay. I think that's, I've worked it out, which is that... That's what this podcast is for. Yeah, and I think, but, but that's the thing. There were so many scenes, especially because I think this film has got one of the best openings. Like the first 20 minutes of this film oh. are cracking. Yeah, like you, the girl, her, she, her um, young girl's father. Her name's Maddie. Maddie, with two T's. Yeah, yeah. She's this awesome, you know, strong-willed, headstrong young girl mm. whose father's been killed unjustly. She, you know, takes leave of her of her mother and siblings to go to this town mm. to, you know, basically settle get, some debts, settle some debts, get and what's owed to her, and then her and her family settle a score with the man who killed her. Dad. Yeah, who is like an outlaw on the run, and she yeah. so she goes into this town looking for a marshal, and I love that scene where the you know she's talking to the sheriff, and he gives oh, yeah. her three options of the yeah. marshals. One of them who is the best tracker, yeah. One of them who is the uh, most just, the most, most just honorable. and most honourable, and then the other one who's I think he says most aggressive or like most. He's just got the most grit. Yes, exactly. In fact, that's exactly why she goes after him. Yeah. Like, this guy's got some true grit. Yeah, this guy's got something a little Winks bit undefinable, you know, yeah. something that she just knows, okay, well, yeah, I think this is my yeah. guy. And that turns out to be our man, Bronco Bridges. That's interesting, isn't it? That she, she's like this very, very, like, she's this very proper person. She mm. knows everything about the law. She's very smart. Mm. She's very well educated. Mm. She's very primed and proper and everything. And then when it comes to seeking out justice, she wants the most violent, yes, dangerous man she can get. Yes, she's given an option. And of, she wants of, of the she guy. wants a gun herself. She keeps on talking about wanting to hang the, get this man hanged mm. in the right town for the right crime, which was yes. killing her father. He's yes. been convicted of a lot of crimes. But then she's also got this massive gun, and she's like, "I plan to shoot Tom Cheney with it." Yeah. Like, well, which is it? Do you want to get him hung or a shot? It's like, well, if the hanging doesn't play out, plan out, we'll just shoot him, I guess. Yeah, she's like, which uh, is interesting because she's she's sure of herself in a way that makes her incredibly intriguing in the yeah. opening p- part of the film. Yes. Yeah. And I, I love the um, 
open the, the negotiation portion of the film where she's trying to get those debts back that her father kind of uh Apart from that that old horseman yeah. his name is. But it does mean that her character has what I thought to be a lack of need for growth. Yeah. And therefore does get shunted aside a little bit mm. in favor of Jeff Bridges and Matt Damon, who plays a Texas Ranger who goes yeah. on the hunt with them for the for the outlaw. Yeah. I found it really a really weirdly structured film in the sense that you start with the fierce perspective of this young girl and you're really on board for her mission. Mm-hmm. And once they set off on this trail to go and find Cheney, mm-hmm. it kind of, it, it lost some momentum for me. I guess that's the easiest way of explaining mm-hmm. it. And I know that they're having, you know, kind of, they're, they're you're discovering a bit more about Bridges character mm-hmm. Um, through conversation, but again, a lot of that. I'm just mm. apologies. A lot was lost in the in the actual <laughs> delivery of that dialogue. Um, again, which I was like, maybe I should have the subtitles on. But I don't know. It just started to turn. Like what it felt like was actually a very realistic depiction mm. of what it would have been like to look for someone in the old west. Oh yeah, like look for an outlaw, yes. which is not that it's like oh there's smoke over that hill. Let's yeah. go, like you know, get right them up. You know, oh, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 it yeah. was slow. It was plodding. They yes. met some weird people, random people. Mm. They they encountered some weird things, but and a lot of their I guess, investigation, I guess you'd call it, or their hunt is they're basing it off hunches. So I think yeah. Rooster Cogburn's been hunting. That's Bridget's character. Oh yes, he has been hunting not Cheney, but one of the men he's fallen in with guy named lucky ned pepper so Mm. the people have people have ascertained that he's um joined this gang and they're out in this lawless part of the country yeah and roost has been hunting one of the one of the members of that gang um and so i think there's a line which you probably may not have heard because he was like (laughs) (laughs) but it's towards the end of it's towards after the midpoint of the film, um, after that initial shootout at the hut, mm. he says, Oh, they usually hang out at this mine, they're probably up in the mountains. Mm. And that's when they go to the mine, there's nothing there. It's like, and yeah, that kind that's... of like breaks apart their entire journey. It's like, well, he wasn't there. It does. And and that happens in the trail goes times, cold. though. Is yeah. it like because Matt Damon yeah. plays a character, the the Texas Ranger, who I thought was oh, fucking a fascinating character because yeah. um He's really self-inflated. He's got a self-inflated opinion of himself. Yeah, he's very yeah. like he's a buffoon. But that's what I thought. So did Je- so did um, Rooster as well. Yes, Rooster's opinion of himself was equally as high with the way he would talk about you know riding bear or riding mm. in the saddle with his mouth, the rain in his mouth, and shooting True. you know yeah, double yeah, barrels. Yeah, yeah. That was what was interesting. Was like I thought the like I actually wrote in my notes at one stage. Yeah. What is this movie about? Because. And I don't know if that was a criticism or not. It was purely just because I was watching it, and it I just it just didn't have me it, for mm. for something that started out so strong. Yeah. For whatever reason, it it started to kind of uh, it it started out at a boiling point. It went yeah. down to a simmer, and yeah. I kind of found myself just losing a bit of the momentum that it that it had started with. And again, I think part of that was because the perspective shifted quite strongly in favor of Bridges, mm-hmm. and also the main tension of the film seemed to be this relationship between Bridges and Matt Damon, mm. who were kind of, you know, in this locked in this kind of ego battle, mm. which I kind That's of didn't one, actually, yeah. care about a little bit, but it was very funny as well. Yeah. And then also the repetitive beat of like Matt Damon leaving them because of mm. his like, you don't mention words, man, like I'm not yeah. leaving, you know, kind of thing. He leaves once, then mm. comes back when they like just through coincidence. Yeah. Goes traveling with them again, then leaves again. 
the end. Yeah. So they're in different circumstances, but yeah, both yeah, times, yeah. both times he leaves, yeah. he's kind of like, I'm, I'm done, done with you guys. Like, yeah. He falls in with them. He's like, this will work this time. I actually fucked this enough. Mm. He just gives up. Um, but anyway, I've, I've kind that's of what, that's what a lot things. of what That's you, what a lot of... What do you love about this, I guess? I don't know where to begin. Yeah. Um, first, let me just say, I think a lot of... When I was reading a lot of re- reviews for this movie, they were saying pretty much that. The first thing they'd say is, oh, Jeff Bridges, what an amazing performance. And then they'd get down to, oh, and Haley Stein- Steinfeld. Steinfeld? Stanfield? Steinfeld? I think Steinfeld. Steinfeld. It's like Seinfeld, but with an a- with Oh, a T. Okay, cool. Um, she, this is her first performance. She was 13 years old. That was weird, actually, when she first appeared on screen and it was like, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was the weirdest choice by the, the Coen brothers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so weird still to have the band in frame as well, which didn't make any sense. Yeah, like sense. a modern electric bass and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> They'd always get to her second. And she got nominated for an Oscar as well, although controversially it was um, Best Supporting Actress rather than mm. Lead, because arguably she's the lead of the film. Yeah. Uh, but like you say, like it kind of is driven by um, Jeff Bridges' character, Mr. Corbin, a lot more. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, she's the one making all the moves to kind of get them on the trail, go search yeah. all this stuff. But when it comes to the shootouts and the where should we go next, that comes down to Matt Damon and Jeff Bridges just because they know what to do. It's like, she's never yeah. done this kind of thing but before. But I, I like the fact that, I mean, she she sets up the, the whole momentum of oh, the yeah. film. And then she literally, she tags along, mm. quite literally, both in plot and in the way that she kind of, like, makes herself be yeah. part of it when yeah. they're like, you got to go home. And it's like she rides across the river. Basically, Jeff Bridges tries to give her the bum steer and say, yeah, let's leave tomorrow morning. Mm. And then he leaves tomorrow morning, but, like, way earlier than she expected. He's left her a note that says, go home. Mm. I'm going to go look for um, Josh Brolin with, yeah. with Matt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then she's like, screw that. I, I need to be part of this. Yeah. Like, I want to see that this man is taken in and, you know, for these crimes. She rides across the river with his, with her new little horse. With, with an, a very unfortunate name. Yeah, very <laughs> unfortunate, right? Very unfortunate. Little Blackie. Yeah. And, he, and she says it to the nice the little stable boy, hand. the stable hand, who is yeah. African-American, and he loves the name. He's like, that's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that felt weird. I don't know if that was a weird joke, and I don't know if it's yeah. like. I mean, it's hard to tell now. I love like, that next line he has, where she's like, "What, what does he like to eat?" And he's like, "Well, ma'am, he's a, a horse. horse. He likes apples. <laughs> he yeah. likes apples." Yeah. Um, to answer your question, yeah, I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it many, many times. The first time I watched it was on some weekend or other. Yeah. It was at the AMC in Frankston. I think it was still an AMC back then. Could mm-hmm. have been a Hoyts. You saw it in cinema. Saw it in cinema with my auntie and my twin brother. Uh, and I remember walking out of the movie. I, I, I remember thoroughly enjoying it. Yep. Just thinking this was cool. And plus, you know, I had popcorn and Maltesers with me. So I was like, this is oh, great. you're a kid. This is always going to be great. Yeah. It's like, this is going to be awesome. And it was. We walked out. We enjoyed it. I remember my auntie saying, yeah, that movie is going to be a classic. Oh, I remember her saying really? that. So it's maybe like. Oh, so you've got some like emotional elements to this yes. as well. Like, and I, like my taste in movies is very much based around, like, her feeding me movies as well. Right, yes. Definitely. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. This is so, funny as well because we big saw... Big ups to you, Auntie Crystal. We saw... Shout out. We saw um, Hella High Water. We saw Hella High Water in that same cinema many years later. Was it really the Frankston one? Yeah. Is that when we saw it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing Kubo and the Two Strings there. That's yes. Just, that's a discussion for another day. Yes. Um, okay, so yeah. you saw so, it, so and, like, then, and yeah. then it just became, like, a classic rotation for you that... So I would have seen it again because it would have uh, 
It would have come out on Foxtel. I would have been like, I remember loving this movie. I want to watch it again. Mm -hmm. And then I would have seen it several other times after that because it was just on TV. And as soon as I start watching it, I just get, there's a few movies that do this where you start watching it Mm -hmm. and you just, you can't, I can't get out of it. Yep. Because for me, the plot flows so well and it's so fun and interesting. Yes. I just get stuck in. So Zodiac did that for me. Yes. And so did No Country for Old Men. And there's okay. probably a whole bunch more that do that. So for a movie like this, because the Coens often their plots, if there is kind of a, a mm. an arguably like a like a traditional plot, yeah. they're, and I like this about them, they're kind mm. of simple because they want to dive down into the characters and, and like look yeah. at what they what makes these people tick yeah. and that's what's more interesting. Yeah. Would you describe this as a movie that feels kind of like a hangout film? Like where it's like, look, they're all they're doing is searching for this guy. Mm. That's it. Like yeah. it's, that's it. It's a manhunt film. Uh, and, and the rest of the film, you're kind of just with these characters just hanging out. Like True. it's, it's not a like movie that's that like, we got to go here and then here and then here. Like they're not, they're not, yeah. the scenes are not put together in a way that is like, they're talking about the plot, which really you never really want. That it's a to very, anyway. it's a very simple plot. This is one of their simpler ones because something like No Country for Old Men, there's a bit more things going on mm. there. And like, what's another one of this? Jeez, I'm trying to, I'm blanking here. Um, Hardsucker Proxy. Fargo. That's one that's pretty plot dense. Yeah, yeah, Fargo. There's some elements going on there where it's there's some extra elements here and there. But yeah, but this one, it's one of their simplest ones. It's like, all right, guy over there, we've got to go find him, kill him. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of talking in between. A lot of talking you also can't quite understand. Yeah. Jeff Bridges, Can I just, Isn't while we while we think of this, yeah. I, in my research I found, um, so listeners will probably know and you'll know as well that GQ on YouTube do those, um, you know, Jeff Bridges breaks down his oh, most shit. iconic character, yeah. you know, things. Yeah, yeah. So I found one and I was really excited to watch it because obviously I was like, he's definitely going to talk about True Grit. Yeah. He's definitely going to be talking about Hell High Water. Yeah. RAPD, RAPD, probably not. Uh, it's not going to be mentioned in this. But I was like, maybe. <laughs> but I was excited. And right, so I, I will play you the soundbite from when he talks about True Grit. And I was okay. like, excited because I was like, oh, he's going to give us heaps of info and like, yeah. you know, it's going to be a really interesting take. So I'm going to play this for you now. I'm going to try and get the mic over so that it actually hear it true grit well i get to work with the coens again that was you know so so wonderful great cast josh brolin and um hayley uh, steinfeld um just nailed that that part very difficult part you know i get to ride too man i get to do that thing put that into my you know it was fun, fun playing cowboys is there anything else you want to add to that uh, no, no. I just love that. He was no. like, he, he talked about, like, he's a very generous uh, man. He talked about the other actors in the piece. He yeah. talked about enjoying work, working with the Coens again. And then just, and again, he talks about each movie for maybe two minutes. This is what he talked about for 17 <laughs> seconds. And he just, the way he described it was like, yeah, you know, you got to put the thing in my, you know, playing cowboys. It's like, oh, damn it. I wanted you, I wanted some insight some from the interesting, man. Yeah, like why he picked that role or anything. Yeah, but he, um, he didn't give it. Maybe let's, Let's jump back a page and just run through the plot a little bit. And maybe yeah. we can kind of, in doing so, discover what the movie's about. Well, yeah, that's what I'm really interested I want you to give me the answer because I want to yeah. like this more than it's about I about cowboys. But this, this, you get it? <laughs> this is the thing, right? Yeah. I feel like you're if, – if, I feel like if someone said, hey, Tyree, True Grit, yeah. recommend, you'd be like, yeah, recommend five stars. You know? I recommended it to my brother just today on the way in. So for me, and I my reckon – My twin, my other brother. Oh, yeah, okay. Who hasn't seen it. So for me – my answer right now would be, ah, take it or leave it. Three and mm. a half, three and a half stars, you know, which I feel like is good to have wow. that. We, it's good that we're different. Yeah, like, I don't want to be the, I don't, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want it to just be a yeah. love fest for, for true grit. But yeah. yeah, for me, it just, it, um, 
And I worry about this about myself sometimes mm. because I'm like, am I, am I, am I, what's this? <laughs> am I so out of touch? Am I so out of touch? No, it's the movies no. that are wrong. <laughs> it's the movies that are wrong. <laughs> I think about that. There's five-time yeah. Academy Award winning <laughs> bozo clowns. I think about that a lot though where I'm like, do I have trouble with this movie because of the fact that it is lacking in a more traditional mm. plot? And I don't want that to be the case, but I can't help but think that maybe that is the case hmm. because a lot of my thoughts when I was watching it were like, what's like, I know that they're, I know that they've got this singular mission hmm. of finding this guy, hmm. but I'm like, what, what is this scene right now? Yeah. Or like, what are they talking about? Hmm. Or, you know, whatever. And look, I'm more, I'm all in for, for, for yeah. movies that are less traditional as long as what they're talking about. I kind of am mm. getting something out of, and I found that in this one at least, mm. I was either missing the meaning, mm. literally, yeah. like I'm un- not able to understand what was being said. Mm. But I don't want to harp on that too much because it's yeah. like, hey man, put the subtitles on, you idiot. Like, yeah. um, or I was more more often than not, I was missing the importance of what they were saying, yeah. like with Jeff Bridges talking about his past, or with yeah, um, one stuff doesn't really. Yeah. Fit. I mean, it, it colors his character a lot, but it doesn't necessarily change much in like That's how you get I'm confused because I usually like dialogue like that like I'm yeah. not like oh, I need plot all the time it's yeah, like no you don't want you don't want to have characters talk about that no. shit it feels unrealistic this movie does feel very realistic in a way yes. but there are parts of it that I'm like yeah, like I didn't like the, we'll, we'll get into the plot yeah. but there's parts at the end that I'm like I didn't like that choice interesting which parts I'm curious the bit that like she falls into the thing the and, pit. yeah I just thought okay, it was kind interesting. of dumb kind of dumb yeah I love it how like. But I do get why like, they did it. Like I love it how like. Men... I do get why they did it. Oh yeah. In terms of her losing the arm, yeah. which is like, well, the start of the film, she said, like, nothing in this world is free, kind of thing. Yes. You have to pay for your. You have to pay consequences for what yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was her penance for finding and shooting the guy who you know. Shooting the guy. Yeah. I love it how Matt Damon points it out. It's like, hey, everyone, audience, there's a hole there. You can't see it, but it's there. <laughs> and then she falls down. Like, oh. I did not notice that. Yeah, I didn't notice because Ned that. Pepper does the same thing. Ned I wasn't annoyed really that nice. there was a hole there. I didn't need yeah. Matt Damon to be like, "Hey, audience, by the way, there's a hole there." I just was annoyed by the fact that she the fell. The way, yeah, yeah, yeah. She fell down the hole. Yeah, she was trapped, yeah. kind of. Yeah, and then was like, "I need, I need a knife," and the knife was next to her on some ancient dead body. Yeah, that was like literally strapped to the chest of this body. Like, hey, a knife. Perfect. And then it's like snakes inside that body, <laughs> lady. And yeah. It's like I don't know. I just thought that was a bit weird. Well, let's get into it. Then. Weirdly coincidental for yeah. a film that kind of doesn't have a lot of those. That's true. How does yeah. this movie open? This movie opens with that really beautiful shot of the yeah. snow falling in front of the hotel with yeah. the sadly um, Maddie's dead father who's yeah. just been shot by. He's been shot by good old Brolies. Yeah, over some argument, he wanted to go kill some guy because like he lost at cards or something, and then Maddie's dad was like, "Don't do that," and then Cheney shoots Maddie's dad, steals mm-hmm. his stuff. Takes his horse and just gets out of Dodge. Yeah. Bolts out of there. And Maddie, then... Maddie comes into that same town. I think she's from Yale County, and she's gone to this place called Fort Smith to collect the body, send it back to her family, and yeah. Are they in Missouri? Like, Somewhere on Miss- Arkansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, Arkansas. For some reason, I had an M-I-S-S in my head, and I was like, couldn't be Mississippi. Anyway. Yeah. And this book also, the plot is like lifted directly from the book as well. I haven't read it, but I listened to some of the audio book. I was listening yeah. to a bit of it, and like, they just like, it's kind of they said the same thing about um, No Country for Old Men. They just needed one of them to one of the brothers read the book aloud, and then the other brother just like typed it into the typewriter. <laughs> like done, wow! Because <laughs> they keep on getting asked, how do you, how did you write this thing? I was like, well, we read it, 
then we just wrote it down again. <laughs> and there's a few liberties here. It's actually and there. really easy. But to me, they like, because the book's long, obviously. There's some scenes they've cut out or like they've merged together. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like that, um, you showed me that uh, book about how Picasso's process works, where he, like he reduces elements oh, and synthesizes yeah, something he, down uh, to the he, simplest. He draws, for people who haven't seen it, it's, it's very worth looking at the kind of. Um, the, the sequence of what he does. He yeah. took, in order to draw a bull, Picasso drew a very realistic looking bull, mm. and then he basically and took that and stripped it down yeah. to its most basic elements to where essentially he was able to have just a singular line represent yeah. a bull. Yeah. And it's kind of undeniable that when you look at it, you're like, yeah, it's a bull. <laughs> That's a bull, um, yeah. But, but I was, feel like... It was, a good, it was a good metaphor for like, hey, when you want to do something simple, mm-hmm. it's actually really difficult. It's that Mark Twain line where he's like, Sorry, I, uh, sorry, my le- the letter I wrote to you was so long, I didn't have time to write a short one. So it's really hard to do things that seem simple. Yeah. So to me, they were doing that with this book. They were just right. like stripping it of all the stuff that they could synthesize down to smaller bits. Mm. It's a really like neat economic film to me, mm. even though it's like almost two hours long. Mm. Um, but yeah, she gets to town. Mm-hmm. She settles some debts. Has to sell this guy some ponies back that they bought that they don't need anymore. MVP of this movie for me. Is <laughs> it's one of the best scenes. The guy it's like who, the best showdown. Are we bargaining again? <laughs> are we trading again? Yeah, he's so scared. He actually, I don't, I, have you seen Rango? No. Okay, so he... Oh, I've seen bits I of it. Would, I, I, would, I would put a lot of money on the fact that he that there was a character in Rango who's modeled after what this guy looks like. <laughs> just purely because he, he's just got such a squinty kind of looking, you know, he's... Anyway, Wasn't so, Rango 2010? Oh, wow. I feel like it was pretty close to yeah, that. I think it would have been as well, yeah. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. Good time for westerns. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyway, she decides that she's not going to go back home and she's going to seek out revenge and kill Tom Cheney. Yeah. Very quickly. Like, I mean, this is a this is kind of the whole conceit of the film. Very quickly like, and very like very like matter of factly. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. Yeah. She's and a that's a thirteen year old person. Exactly. She's and so, and not everyone's kind of like, yeah, that but makes a thirteen year old girl in the yeah. old west, which is a very yes. obviously you know. Uh, that's kind of what the whole conceit of the film is. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is kind of an interesting yeah. dynamic, not only between these two main mm. characters of this old gruff, you yeah. know, lawman, but this girl who is just like, no, yeah. don't give a shit where yeah. I grew up or who I am, like, or, yeah. or what you guys think of me. Yeah. And because and constantly she's kind of um, not necessarily put down, but questioned about like, hey, wh- you know, where are your parents? Or like, why you're you shouldn't be at here. Kind of yeah, yeah, you're just a tiny little person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to kiss him. <laughs> Another MVP. Yes. Yeah. All the, that's why I think the opening, guy. the opening is so wonderful with all the characters, yeah. the way the town is set up. That's why um, the Coens love this book. Cause mm. like this, cause they love quirky characters. Mm. They can't, they're in all their movies. And I would say Coen had so much of that in the book. Like, his, yeah, his opening of when she, um, she, she walks up cause she's kind of scouting for this, you know, this guy to come and find, uh, uh Chaney with her. Mm. She goes up to the law, the the law rooms or the courts where um he's basically he's not I don't think he's on trial. Well, he must be on trial. He is, yeah. Is he give, is he on trial? Or is he being evidence? He's being litigated. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because um they think he maybe killed people unlawfully. Yes. He claims he killed them you know, defending himself while he was trying to apprehend them or arrest them or whatever. Yeah. Um the family of the family of the deceased or one of the remaining family members of who him of of a family of. Whom he's killed like seventeen. Yes, members he's killed like mo- <laughs> most of the people in this yeah. family. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's being sued or what the deal is, but yeah, basically. He's well, in this, for the purpose of the scene, he's being cross-examined. Essentially, yeah. there's a lawyer on yeah. his side who's basically like, "You didn't mean to do." And we learn so did, much about we learn so much about him. He's yes. a lawman and he operates within the law, but like he doesn't like. 
He doesn't like all the the fancies of the law, I guess. Yeah. Like, and he I, couldn't be bothered with this kind of shit. I didn't get the sense that he... I didn't get the sense that he is doesn't bother with that stuff because he just hates criminals so much. Yeah. Which I think is maybe what the case. I know. I didn't get the sense that he's like, I can do what I want because I'm taking down these bad mm. guys. I kind of got the sense that he's just like, it's just how I operate anyway. It's just my job. Like, I could easily yeah. be on the other side of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just, I'm on your side. And he's so a bad you should guy. be grateful, basically. In that, when he tells that story to Maddie about how he shot down those those Mexican soldiers, it's yeah. because he had robbed a bank. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. I'd watched this film again five times. I'd never picked I only realized that on this re- rewatch yeah. as well. You're which, ahead I mean, of me then. that's what I do like. What's happening? <laughs> You're ahead of me then. That's <laughs> it took what. Me five times. And I was like, fucking. That's, okay, I'm still learning shit. That's what I do I like thought, about this I film. I thought those people should even him had robbed the bank. Right. But yeah. I wrote down in my yeah. notes, I said, lawyers are so good. And I think it's particularly because, <laughs> not, not lawyers, the actors who play the lawyers in this yes. film. Um, the guy has such a good tooth whistle, that as, lawyer. But yeah, especially the prosecutor, the guy who cross-examines Another him. Another MVP. Who is, yeah, he's amazing. He, he's, I thought uh, I thought the lawyer defending um, Jeff Bridges was great. Mm. He doesn't say, like, anything really, mm. but he's just this big, wide guy with mm. these massive money yeah. <laughs> There must be, like, so many... Actors out there who are kept like in business thanks to the Coen Brothers. Yeah, it's just these old portly gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> who otherwise wouldn't get much else. Yeah, and they're just keeping like food on their table. They're always yeah. they always play intellects as well. They're always yeah. they're, they're all uh, intellectuals. They're, they're yeah. always quite they're, they're, so. They it's never that they're like slobbish or like yeah. you know like yeah. um, hoaxy or whatever. They're always yeah. they're always kind of like intelligent people who just happen yeah. to look kind of insane. <laughs> Kind of great dynamic. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, that's our introduction to Rooster Cogburn. Mm. And Maddie decides that's my guy. She wants this marshal to go after Cheney, who's in like we should also specify is in like um, an unlawful part of the country now, in like in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So the the police or whatever, yeah, which they continually off. describe kind of yeah. as like a Native American yeah um, like territory, un, un, uh, something nation, Chicktaw nation. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. Like, anyway, I should know this. You've watched it five times. (laughs) But I'm learning each time. Um, While she's still in town, before she heads off, uh, she meets Matt Damon, who plays Labeef. Yep. Which is one of the funniest names. And this is one of Matt Damon, in my opinion, one of his funniest roles as well. Oh, he doesn't get the chance to do much funny stuff, really. He's a great actor, but he doesn't get the chance to do a lot of stuff like this. I love how wafer thin his skin is in this movie. In terms (laughs) of just like he's... So bluff and bluster and so and, like, like well, his uniform looks yes. like a parody. It looks like the kind of thing well, yeah, Marty I mean, McFly spurs, would wear. The first the thing back. we the first yeah. thing we kind of see of his, of him is his spurs. That's an important detail. Up on the yeah, up on the yeah. uh, the balcony, he's puffing away at us yeah. on a pipe. Yeah. Um I don't smoke, but I feel like if I lived back this time I would have definitely had a pipe. Like I would have definitely I just, just love the ritual. The very least. I just love the ritual of just packing it. Yeah. And like just, just the way it looks and knocking just, all the dust. Yeah, the I just love watching that stuff. Uh, this is the life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another tooth fell out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't feel so good. <laughs> just coughing. Um, yeah, but the doctor said this tobacco stuff pretty good for me. He's a really funny character as well because he says stuff that kind of makes you recoil. Where like not only does he spank her at one stage, like literally, yes. he's like get he throws her off a horse, bends her over his knee, and spanks her. Yeah. But he also in the opening scene when uh, when oh, she's yeah. asleep. He, um, he's just sitting in the corner of her room when yeah. she wakes up yeah. and he's staring at her kind of creepily and he, yeah. he's, 
It's all, he says something. He says where, he gave thought to giving her a kiss yes. while she was asleep. Yes, so but he she's says young it in a way, asleep, which is fucking twisted. He says it in a way that is like, "You should be grateful that I didn't do that." Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, kind of thing. And yeah, it's like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Like this is but a different kind of guy. She keeps. She keeps like. She goes up against him so well. Oh yeah, like she, he, like she is the perfect match for him in so mm-hmm. many ways. Because he wears this clownish suit. The first thing he says is like, "I'm uh, from Yale County." Or whatever, and then she's like, "We don't have any rodeo clowns in Yale County," <laughs> yeah. which and that was one thing that someone did at. But like, I do love- every t- she has the funniest comeback for everything he says, yeah. which is so funny, and, and he I, hates it. I do love. Which the, is hilarious. What does he say? What does he say about her not mincing her words or not like uh, what's the you don't oh, like, much you don't add much sugar to your parlance? Or something yeah, like it's that. like you give very little sugar with your pronouncements. Yeah, yeah pronouncements. Yeah. That's and the thing. He says she has saucy. The writing alone, the the, yeah. the 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 dialogue alone in this film is entertaining enough to kind of yeah. like and again i do feel like i'm on the wrong side of this yeah. where it's like that's just it's just i feel yes. like as well like if it's a film that you can watch multiple times it's also a film that you could come away with different opinions oh, each yeah. time like i might what the third time i watch it might be my sweet spot where i'm like yeah. ah yeah. i see the light you know well because i'm yeah. not i'm not I, I wish i could show you but i think i deleted it or something but there was a list on my um on my letterbox recently which was Wait. just a way for me to keep track of which cohen brothers films uh-huh. i would seen yeah. and other yeah, yeah, directors yeah. and stuff that yeah. i wanted to read uh watch watch yeah. things of and I am pretty certain that True Grit was either number one or number two on that list. Really? Yes. So that's what's interesting wow. about this rewatch yeah. is that – Actually, probably not untrue for me too. Actually. Yeah. It, now that in, I think about it. In my head, it it like watching it, I was really excited to watch yeah, it. I was and late then, to the cons. And then, sure. it, and then it fell oh. a few stations in my in my brain. I was like, this is weird because I, yeah. I was excited to watch it. I enjoyed watching it, but I, it was way – it was – a less enjoyable experience than I anticipated. Yeah. Because in my head I was like, oh, this is the film that I put up like number one a few mm-hmm. years ago on my list. Or I think it was in the top three yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just realized it would have been the Lady Killers I saw first because that played on Channel 7 like every month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched They that bought so that license time. and they were going to use it. It was the cheapest one they could get. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only Coen Brothers film we can afford. Uh, anyway, some of the funniest lines I think in my opinion are in that scene with Maddie and LeBee. The like, first one. He, he describes how he's on the hunt for Cheney as well because he shot a senator. Yes. And Maddie asks, why, why did he shoot a senator? And, like, his response is just, something about a doll. <laughs> <laughs> All we know is that it's something to do with a doll. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's good. why he shot a man. I love the uh, I love the way Jeff Bridges uh, says Labeef. <laughs> one of the first one of the first that reviews funny. that I read on Letterboxd, which for those who don't know is kind of like a social media movie app. Um, I'll know what Letterboxd is. Yeah, exactly. But will now anyway. They will now. But it but just to give context, like reviews on Letterboxd yep. are sometimes they're very in depth. Most of the time they're just kind of one liners yes. that are like, you know, I love this part or this is a funny thing. Or this was shit. And I think the highest rated one on oh. True Grit was um was something like, I am almost certain that La Beef is not pronounced like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says in the book, actually. Really? Funnily enough, someone's like Maddie was like describing. He spells it like this, but he says "lebeef," which is weird. Oh, something man. like that. It's so funny. It's just hilarious. It's lebeef. <laughs> it is lebeef. Yeah. There's no contractions <laughs> in this either. Yeah. There's no don'ts or it's only do not. Yeah. Or is not. I should say as well that um, uh, all of the acting in this, I I really like. Oh yeah. Like everything. Like Maddie. Uh, Even if you um, don't come away Steinfeld loving the film, yeah. Yeah. there's so many things to love about it. Yes. The no, way it looks. Steinfeld, that, that's the thing. The thing that I came away with was for some reason that story didn't grip me this time. Yes. But I don't necessarily think that it's a film that yeah. maybe aims to do that in that particular yeah. way. I, I think it's about deeper things that I just didn't quite catch on to. 
But Jeff Bridges is awesome. Matt Damon is awesome. Yeah. He would have had so much fun doing this. The only thing I was going to say is Brolin, I think he's fantastic in this because yeah. he gives an, a performance that feels so boyish. Yeah. And also it's interesting. A lot of people said he was the weakest part. Well, I think he's not. I, I think he might be, but I don't think he's poor in it. I don't think he's not, a, yeah. not good. I think he's doing really good acting in it. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. it's interesting because we are, in a way, I was, and I think it's maybe on purpose from the Cohen's perspective, is did you feel like they built Brolin up or his character Cheney up in the in the ethos of the I film of like Jeff this. Bridges and and uh, and Matt and uh, Steinfeld are kind of like oh um, this guy this killer this guy this killer yeah, we're gonna catch elusive. him he's so elusive and then I it turns out he's like the second or third fiddle or like kind of the the the, the runt of this uh, yeah, of this gang he's yeah, not yeah, even yeah. the lead I in my head he's I was like so, oh he's gonna yeah. be this really dangerous he's leader of this gang such a whiny guy as well like, yeah he and he's kind of like a baby everything's against him yeah he like blames so people I he like blames that. the people he killed I, yeah I really liked that element because oh, yeah. it was surprising when they finally find him just through kind of dumb luck yeah I, I can't was, you know, I can't remember if like I was constantly on the edge of my street wondering who this Cheney guy was going to mm. be. Because um, I watched it so long ago and I've seen it so many times. And yeah, it's hard is. to figure out the yeah um, but where, where your thoughts were in that. Whenever I, whenever I think about it again, going back to that scene with Matt Damon and, and Maddie mm. is when he's like, she says, "You let him get." He he explains how he's been chasing Cheney for a long time, mm. and she says, "You let him get away." And his response is, "Well, he's a crafty one." <laughs> and then her response to that is, "I thought I'm pretty slow witted myself." <laughs> so like from that, I think I've just kind of gone, "Oh, he's a dumb." Yeah, and he's he is. A dumb crim. He is a dumb yes. crim. He's yeah. he's clumsy. Yeah. He's clearly playing it in a way that makes you feel like this this character is like uneducated. Yeah. He doesn't understand. Like he's just kind of he is slow winded for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but I felt like as well if we go through the the story again, like you know, because basically then uh, uh, Maddie then seeks out the help of Jeff Bridges' character mm. Cog, uh, Cogburn, yep. and then um, they he teams up with with. Uh, beef yeah they go into this um mm. native american territory this un- yeah. unsettled land mm-hmm. um that everyone kind of in the film has this kind of you know it's, oh, it's, wary it's, of, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous. It's dangerous. don't no go out law. there there's no rule of law there and she follows them um against their will and basically mm. forces them to take her along because yeah. you know it takes well she proves her medal as well to cogburn yeah who kind of like i don't know he's he sees something in her. Like yeah. when she crosses that dangerous river with her horse, he yeah. goes, okay, she's got some metal. Yeah, and LaBeef, she's got some grip. doesn't see that. He promptly pulls her yeah. off her horse, starts spanking her, yeah. and she says, are you going to let this happen, Cogburn? No, I don't think it will. No, I don't. And he said, but he says it so slowly and yeah. does something about it so slowly that it's very funny because she's literally being like, like attacked with a switch, yeah. like a, that's like interesting. You stick. find it funny because for me, I well, think I thought nothing... it, I didn't find it funny like yeah. that she was getting not, not hit, that part, but him, but... his performance there. Yeah, yeah. For me, watching it this time, I was like, it, I thought it was so impressive that he could go from being hilarious at some point mm, and being then being very... like fucking terrifying because mm. he just whips out his gun. Like she's okay, she's getting spanked by Matt Damon, and mm. that's bad. Yeah, but then he's like, I'm willing to kill this guy unless he fucks off, mm. Mm. and he knows he probably will back up. Could be a bluff, but I don't think it's it a is. classic. Save the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Save the girl. Who is that guy? Blake Snyder. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't matter. It is though. You're right. No, again, <laughs> it, it's a it's a good moment for him. I I found it funny just in the, you know, she it took hmm. it took a while for him to act. She was like, "You gonna let this yeah. happen?" He was like, "No, don't think I will." Takes his gun out, you know, yeah. and then it all happens. So yeah. Anyway, so then the plot, then is, the plot is pretty thin after this point. They're kind of just walking along. Well, this the, is the biggest, where the biggest, it kind of fell for me. Yeah, 
So, I mean, I'm always surprised when I find out that, that, so first off, they go, they go, uh, hiking a little bit on their horses or whatever. Mm-hmm. Labeef decides he's done. He's like, fuck this. I very wanna... quickly. Very, very quickly. Very the quickly. first night. The first like... night, Jeff Bridges and him have at it with egos. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I think, I don't, I can't remember the exact details of why he I think leaves. it's, he's mocking the Texas Rangers. Yeah, basically. Like, oh, yeah, of that. course he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Matt Damon does a pretty good job of that himself without realizing it. And then, yeah, he just gets sick of being tied up with this girl and um, Rooster and he's like, I'll just hunt Cheney by myself. And so yeah. he does. Um, they find a hanged man who they identify as not Tom Cheney. And then they meet a guy in a bear outfit. Yes. Which is, he has one, again, is this before, funny stuff to say. Is this before they hit the cabin with the two? This is before they hit the cabin. Before, okay. Yeah, this is before they hit the cabin. Yeah. Um, he has such a deep, weird voice, that guy in the bear suit. It's yeah, <laughs> that was again the kind of the height of He's my. Like, <laughs> that was the height of my like kind of frustrations. <laughs> really? Yeah, because it was. It just kept on going up. Yeah, I don't know if I'm getting more of this shit right here. Yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of like, what's going on? Like, well, it's interesting because like they get to that, they find that hanged man, and then they hear a gunshot off in the distance. Yeah, and Jeff explains they better they'd met someone earlier. Well, actually, no, they find the hanged man. Yeah. Someone uh, sort of like... What did she say? Why, why did they hang him so high? It's like, I think so he would like to make sure he dies. Make sure he's more dead yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, some other guy shows up, some un- unidentified guy on a horse, and they decide to give him the dead body. He's like, can I have that body? Yeah. And so he, they set up this idea that um, death is a bit of a currency in this world. Mm. And he's like, it's, it may not be worth anything to them, but like in town, that guy could have been wanted for something. And mm-hmm. Who knows? And as it turns out, this weird guy in a bear suit is the guy who ends up buying that dead body. And he has it on his horseback and they just meet up with the dead body again. And he's like, I've taken all the teeth, by the way. <laughs> Which is a weird thing to do. But this guy has a weird teeth obsession. Mm. Anyway, he tells them to go check out this cabin. Yes. Where they can get some shelter from the cold. Yes. Uh, they also see that doctor as well, which is also an important part. They go to that store. And he kicks those two boys off the porch. Oh, yeah. That's important because it comes back at the end. But it's not a huge... Oh, that's the cabin that he runs to. That's the cabin they run back to, yeah. So he goes a fucking long way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Flashing forward to the end, basically he he rushes Maddie off to a doctor. Yeah, and that's how he goes. He pretty much retraces the entire journey that we've just been on. Yes. Back there. Do we know why he kicks those kids off the porch? No, he just does it. No, I have no idea. He just kicks them. It's funny. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't the like that they're beating up the horse. The little that's girl is about his laughing. Character. I reckon it's an outtake that they had to just leave in there because when he initially kicks the yeah. boy off the thing, he, the girl is like kind of giggling. It's a girl? Oh, I think. Maybe, I'm not sure. <laughs> it was a kid with long hair. Yeah, it might have been the kid with long doesn't hair. Matter. And then he kicks her off. But I was like, yeah. that she. They look like they were laughing a lot. Anyway, one way or another, they, they end up at the that, cabin. That cabin with uh, uh, Quincy and Moon. Quincy and Moon, a Methodist and a son of a bitch. It was a great line. Moon is uh, played by um, Donald Gleeson. And was played by Dennis Hopper in the old movie. So oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he hams it up so hard. In this one, he's Donald like, keeps it. He does really well. He does, he's yeah. He's very, he's like, a, he's like a classic. Like, he's the kind of guy who I think I would be in the Old West. <laughs> Just constantly scared. I would be if I was shot. And, like, someone was scared. telling me that leg's yeah. probably going to come off. Yeah. Like, I would hate that. That's the thing is kind of uh, Cogman kind of puts the screws in where he's yeah. like, you know, I could I could help you, like, because, yeah. you, you know, he he stakes out the place. Uh, there's a bit of a standoff. Yeah. He shoots. Um, uh, there's a, The altercation ends and he's shot 
uh, moon, who then is like kind of wound, got it's like a leg or arm wound or something, leg, leg wound. wound. Yeah, and yeah, Cogburn is then cut to him sitting in the ta- in the mm. in the cabin, being like, "Look, this I'm looking for Cheney. I feel like you guys would know yeah. where he is." Yeah. They're holding holding you know pretty firm lips, whereas and and Moon is kind of you know he's kind of a simpleton, I would imagine. Like he's like yeah. doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Quincy is like, worried. "You keep your mouth shut." Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. This is so. This is like it always surprises me that this is the midpoint of the film because mm. it feels like the real action and the fun and games, I guess, hasn't really started yet. Mm. This is like the midpoint. From here, it's like pretty much um, the the action is kind of cooling down until we get to the shootout. Basically, that's what I feel bad about a little bit is because I think I'm judging the film harshly on maybe a 20 minute period that I yeah. thought it lost some momentum mm. in, mm. which I'm like, that's not. That's not cool. Like yeah. it's you know it's got <laughs> That's a good, not cool. I don't know. Like it's kind of impatient of me. Like it's it's a, got a good it opening work, twenty twenty five minutes uh, until they kind of go on the trail. Yeah, and the then, trail is short. It's a very trail, short trail. Yeah, and so then yeah. up then up until this scene with with uh, with with Quincy and Moon. Yeah. was fantastic, and then that leads to the stakeout where basically because yeah. um, Moon starts to cooperate, mm. Quincy enraged, he kind of stabs Moon mm. uh, and is shot and killed by Cogburn. Yeah. And then um, Moon dying on the floor informs Cogburn yeah. and and, and um, in uh, in return for like a quick death. Basically, yeah. Basically, I'll take you out of your misery. If Pepper and his gang will arrive at the at the cabin later that night for supplies. Yeah. So basically, wait here and they'll come to oh, you. He also asks if he can send word to his brother. Well. And if he can be buried, because he don't want the walls to tear him apart. <laughs> and then uh, so later well. on, uh, when when Maddie oh. says, "Hey, I thought we were going to bury him." He says hey, they should have. What does he say? They should have uh, died taken... in summer or something. Like yeah, that. basically because Brown's the ground is frozen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is like this speaks to the effectiveness of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. When I first watched this, I remember not really knowing who those guys were. Why um, uh, Rooster knew to go there, he didn't. He was told by the bear man or whatever, mm. um, or how they knew Ned Pepper would get there. Because like as a kid. I couldn't quite hear what was going on mm-hmm. and like details were getting lost and mm-hmm. going over my head or whatever, mm-hmm. but I was still in it. Like I was still strapped in going, I don't care. I don't need to know. It's mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. The plot, I'll figure out the plot later. I'll yeah. read it on Wikipedia or something like that. I'm just in the, the emotion of the scene or whatever mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. but I don't know why. Well, I didn't know why then anyway. I mean, it's, that's the wonder of yeah. seeing something in the cinema yeah. probably I think has something to do with that when, when you're, when you're in it. You know, you. You know, it's My auntie of... telling me to like it as well. You better <laughs> like this boy. It's a classic. It's a classic, I tell you. Smoking. He says, man, <laughs> please put those out. Shut up. Shut up. She becomes Cogburn. Uh, uh, pretty much. She, this is the weird thing, and I mean this in the most loving and like – I mean this in the most loving way. But my auntie reminds me so much of Rooster Cogburn. And really? She's nothing – she doesn't speak like that. She, she doesn't have an eye patch. She doesn't kill people. <laughs> but she – she is loving in like a chaotic, good kind of way. Like, oh, that's so nice. I, like, and I mean that in just the best possible way. She's yeah. very, very lovely in everything. Sometimes when I see Jeff Bridges and just like his loving energy, I see that in her sometimes. Yeah. Gandalf does this for me as well. Something about Gandalf and Rooster Cogburn, I see with two very different characters. Wow. That I just see in my auntie for some reason. Yeah. Some kind of like untapped crazy, but it's all channeled yes. towards good. All town towards good. I Again, feel like I mean that's the perfect the best spirit. That I love is, you, Christine. by the way, the perfect mix to have in an auntie. Because you don't <laughs> yeah. want that. Well, she's fun. That's the thing. You don't she's want that. She's extremely fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, she's fun the same way Rooster's fun. That's like an ancillary, yeah. like 
relative to, to that's cool to have like someone who's kind of off the rails but like in a great way yeah that's yeah. what i hope to be for my nieces that's good like as an uncle yeah. i want to be like uh, chaotic good yeah if i'm ever not <laughs> an, an event i've told my brothers to yeah. tell my nieces that i'm off like jet skiing yeah. with the president or yes. something like that where it's like you know he, he does <laughs> he does exotic things he's like in the jungle saving yeah. some kind of orphanage yeah. or i don't know something like that and i say this and this is the person who goes to like uh Homeless um, kitchens or something like that. Or just makes, always brings baked goods. Yes. So again, you wouldn't see a lot of that in, in Mr. Cogburn, but I don't know, something about it. Yeah. But anyway, so again, Cog- another reason why I'm probably biased against this film. Yeah, but we've all got films <laughs> like that. That's true. You know, yeah. and I, again, I, I think I'm, I don't think I'm biased towards it, but I do yeah. think that I'm taking a pretty simplistic, like, I don't know, I don't I'm just being so honest. I, this is what I felt. Anyway, but they they stake the Maddie, place out. Yeah, they, they stake they, the place they out. They plan an ambush yeah. for the Pepper Gang, um, but yes. Labeef Again, arrives. I didn't know who the fuck Pepper was. Me when neither. They found, when they found Shane, I didn't know the Chaney. I was like, who the fuck is this yeah, guy? But I didn't know they that mentioned either. him so many times. So many times. I didn't know He's that just either. like one line here and there, like, oh, Ned Pepper. Lucky Ned Pepper. Whereas you look at something like one of my favorite Westerns is... Played by a guy is, whose name is Barry Pepper. Yes, I saw that. That was interesting. He's a sick dude. He's one of those great... Those character actors, yeah. Yeah, he was fantastic in this. Um, I saw um, uh, I, J- Django Unchained is one of my favorite yeah. modern westerns, and that's a film that you could argue has similarities in this. In that, that you know, it's kind of like bounty hunters going and looking for targets, mm-hmm. taking them out, then going and looking for more, and then eventually mm-hmm. it becomes it's a revenge story. As well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but that's a film that you're constantly being told like, if we go here, we might find this, and if we go here, we might find this, and we've talked to this person. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. So it's like that kind of quest adventure film. Yeah. Um, where you're kind of following along these plot points, mm. and that's a film that I never felt lost in. Mm. And I don't know why yeah. there is – maybe it's because he luxuriates in his dialogue a little bit more yeah. that is – I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, literally I think it might even be the difference in yeah. Cogburn's character and Christoph Waltz's character in mm. that where uh, – I think his name's King, where he – Oh, you mean no, the Samuel no. L. Jackson character? No, I mean, I mean Christoph Waltz. I mean, oh yeah, his name the is equivalent King. Characters they use that song. Who yeah, are kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, who are leading the charge in this thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you can, if you think, um, yeah, that's fair. But I think it's like I literally he sits Django down and he's like, "Here's what's going to happen." Like he he yeah. da- he has those moments and he's kind of cognizant and more um, practical and yeah. maybe a bit more tactical. Whereas yeah. Jeff Bridges' character in this is more like. You know, we'll just see what happens. Like he's got plans. That's what I kind of like. But he doesn't, he doesn't ever sit the girl down and that's say, what I this like. is, you know, he's he doesn't he doesn't bring Maddie up to speed. Mm. So and like, therefore doesn't bring us up to speed. Exactly. And so we go, Whoa, what hang on, what just happened? Yeah. I, I love that. So maybe that's a good way of putting the fact that we kind of are Maddie is the main character because we're kind of all always in her seat. Yes. Like we're always a step behind often, someone else's thing. And that is like that's what I think is the clever thing about this movie that I do concede to, which is that I think it's made in a way that is extremely clever. Yeah. And I think that everything done is extremely intentional. Yeah. So I don't think that they've missed a step with like, oh, I, I got lost and that's their fault. It's like, no, I, I think it's my fault. Like I think they did stuff that they wanted to do that was mm. focusing on what they wanted to focus yeah. on. Yeah. And whether that was like, the, I think I think you could literally draw it like where it's like she crosses the river. Mm. Okay, sweetheart, like you're on this mission now. Yeah. Like get used to it. And I think I literally was like, man, I'm lost. And I think even though she is, that thought. even though she's extremely yeah. – um, intelligent and extremely like practical and able like just able in many ways 
I think maybe that's kind of representative of what she's feeling a little bit. Mm. Like she's like, man, this is kind of intense. I don't really know what's happening. Yeah. I don't know who mm. we're looking for. Yeah. But she's also like, this is an awesome adventure as well. Yeah. She's like always talking to a horse going, we're on a great adventure. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to be, uh, uh, I wouldn't want to be Chaney today. I love that way she talked uh, yeah. to Matt Damon's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. She's got high spirits, that girl, yeah. which is great. Um, yeah. So they stake this place out waiting for yes, the Pepper Gang. But Le Beef arrives first. And this yes. is my favorite moment where he says, it is lovely. <laughs> um, and then he is confronted. So he goes into the – they're watching from a perch up on the rocks. Uh, Labeef goes into the cabin. Is is Obviously, we don't see from his perspective. I love scenes like this where we're, we're watch, yeah. just watching things unfold from the like, distance. You know, even though he says, it is lovely. Yeah. It's like how, does, how can he actually tell? Mm. I mean, you can say he's got a keen eye. But the first thing you hear is those spurs. The spurs, yeah. Of course. Yeah, clever. Character, but it's also like a good method for us to yes. be able to tell him. It's like it's it, – yeah, it like – it doesn't underestimate the audience at all. Yeah, so yeah, it's very, it's it's a fun, it's a fun, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, then so Cogburn the, shoots yeah. two gang members and accidentally hits Lebeef, wings, Lebeef. Uh, wings him. Um, but Pepper escapes in a very kind of hilarious way, where he jumps onto the back of a horse of another escaping yeah. guy. That guy's then shot, and then off. Pepper grabs the reins and goes off. Awesome horse, horse stuff in here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Horse action. And uh, Labeef has bit, nearly bit his tongue off. Yes. On the, yeah, he's lassoed by one of the gang members and he falls over and yeah. bites his tongue nearly yeah. off and also smashes some teeth out apparently. So oh, loose teeth, yeah. yeah loose yeah. teeth, which is gross. That's the last thing I'd want. Oh, I think the tongue thing is mouth. way worse. Way yeah, worse. 100%. I wouldn't want it. It was so bad that it made me lisp just then thinking about having a <laughs> And I hate how when he finds him, he's like, You're he's like, you want me to pull it out? He's like, Oh! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> um, but anyway, so, oh, they, so now they're back as a three, obviously. They're back as yeah. a three. Dynamic um, trio is back. Yeah. And yeah. I think as well, at that point, the dynamic has changed a bit because Damon. Uh, um, Maddie's now beef. starting to side slightly more with. The beef now. Yes, well. she even says to him, I think I chose the wrong guy to come after this yes. guy, like Chaney with me, because she's she been really with starts to respect Cogburn solo for a bit, and she's starting to yeah. be like, because this is also when Cogburn kind of goes off the rails in a really quick way, where he kind of He just, starts drinking. He starts drinking I never realised this is when he starts drinking. He starts drinking a lot. He's always the drunk guy, but and this is actually, he gets all that whiskey from the, uh, that hut. Is it because, he, yeah. is it, do you think he starts drinking a lot because he suspects that the job is, he's, they've failed now? Now that now that now that Cheney has been alerted to their presence and Pepper, he thinks that was our one chance. That potentially out, and he does talk about that a lot. Because like, I feel like he changes. Yeah, he changes line, yeah. so much in those scenes where he starts yeah. drinking and starts to really put himself up against uh, um, Labeef in a way mm-hmm. that Labeef doesn't really bite at much anymore. Yeah. They do have that great scene where they start shooting at cornbread. <laughs> and what I wrote down in my notes, my favorite part of the whole film was Jeff Bridges' expression when he's trying to shoot the bottle. Where yeah, he just yeah. He squints the eyes. Like, <laughs> he, gets us, bottle, but, uh, he gets a bottle, throws it up into the face. air, takes a yeah. shot at it, misses, then takes two more shots at it on the ground, like from close range, shots that he easily should make yeah. because he's trying to convince everyone of how good a marksman he is. Yeah. Misses twice more and then takes a third and final shot and he screws his eye up so tight to have a look and like try and make his shot. And it made me laugh so much. Yeah. And he got it. And then he's like, oh, just tell me them like dud yeah, bullets again that. or whatever, like <laughs> love stupid excuse. pellets or something. It's such a dumb thing to say. Anyway. I thought you were going to say the sun got in your ass. Yeah. Well, that is to say, your eye. Yeah. So then, um, it doesn't take long before they basically set up another camp, and then Bridges uh, bows out. Bridges bows out. He's like, yeah. "No, no, no, we're done." And the I think that's why my theory is basically that after that night, he's like, "Yeah, we're 
this, this yeah. isn't going to work. Yeah, that is interesting. It's so quickly but how the tension starts to drop when he's like, nah, we're done. Yeah, and Matt there Damon There isn't like kind another crazy chase scene or a no. really close call or yeah. a bit where it seems like you'd almost expect them to have that sort of dark night of the soul moment first mm. and then, all right, that's it, we're done. Mm. Instead, this is the dark moment of the I think, again, the it, it speaks the to the way that the story feels, even though it is heightened and weird and quirky in that Coen Brothers way, it speaks to the fact that this is a realistic depiction of what it would be like tracking someone. Yeah. And once you've shown your hand and given mm. – because until that, that, that uh, stakeout and that uh, those shots mm. from above yeah. that kills a couple of his uh, mates, mm. um, Pepper doesn't know that he's being tracked. So yeah. up until then and after that, he's like, oh, well, there's someone on my tail, time to disappear. Yeah. And that's what he then tries to mm, do. That's true, yeah. Uh, but literally the night after Damon leaves again, um, Labeef, uh leaves Maddie alone with Chaney mm. and um, – sorry, no, I'm reading it from the wrong part. Uh, <laughs> you have the plot written down there? I've that's got smart. it on the Wikipedia thing just because – I'm just, just going off the top of my head. I know because you've seen it, it 90 times and I've seen that's it true. twice. <laughs> this was purely yeah, yeah, just yeah. to be like, have we missed anything? It wasn't to, 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 to no, guide it. Good, yeah. But basically, yeah, Cogburn says, trail's gone cold, mm. quits a pursuit, Labeef leaves the posse yeah. and declares he will you know, then return to Texas. Um, the next morning – while getting water, yeah. Maddie just happens upon Chaney. They find out they're camped almost right next to each other. Yeah, which again I think is the thing that's like, hey, this luck probably came into it a lot. Yeah, when you're oh, trying yeah. to find these people, you know, it's, oh, it's yeah. a huge country. You There's know, only so much water you're gonna camp. In exactly that. that exactly. Um, so they find the Pepper Gang after yeah. that. After all that. Yeah. Uh, Maddie's kidnapped. Do you know that? Before we go any further, yeah, that, that was an interesting detail I never noticed until this watching. Mm-hmm. So on their when they, on their first night, when they first leave Tanta Cheney, uh, Rooster lays down some rope to protect himself from snakes. Yeah. And they set up the idea that there are snakes and then uh, yes. the beef says they're just sleeping, Yeah, whatever. But then um, Maddie asks if she can have some rope and he's like, you're too skinny, it ain't going to bite you. Yeah. Um, that night, once she loses faith in uh, Rooster and, and the beef is gone, she mm. takes his rope that he's been using to protect himself, and mm. puts, which I never, that's like the first like sort of selfish thing she's kind of done. Oh, so does she, it. I thought, so I, when she picked that up, I thought she was going to put it around him because he's already gone to sleep, but then it shows that she takes it and puts it around herself. Pretty sure if I remember correctly, she takes his. Meaning that he's already got it set up for himself. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. details. And then obviously she gets bitten by a snake. Yeah, but not Spoiler. on that night. Not on that, like not, that not, not through not there. Night, no. um, she's kidnapped by... Lucky Ned Pepper. Yes. And Cheney. And yes. they're gay. And, and she meets Cheney Weird basically in, like in the creek yeah. who uh, is like, hey, I know you. Yeah, like, you, you know, <laughs> That's what, the funniest lines yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, I know you. Doesn't, doesn't, uh, make, uh, doesn't make any, like, threats or anything. It's just like, hey, yeah. you, I know you. Like, you know, it doesn't seem yeah. threatening at all. It's almost pleasant. Like, oh, what a yeah. surprise. And she, she's, she's like, you know, basically ready to go. She cocks her gun, yeah. points it at him, takes a shot, hits him. Breaks a rib. Breaks a rib, um, but he seems okay after that. Yeah. And enough She's so that she can then – She's knocked back as well. Yeah. Again, another setup. Yes. Back. Enough so that she can then take another shot with the gun jams or, yeah. or something happens. Does, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, he grabs her in time for uh, Rooster to see and then when Rooster is – like basically they have that great scene where mm. um, Pepper and Rooster are yelling at each other from across the valley. Yeah. Where Rooster uh, is like, don't hurt the girl and mm. – um, well, Rooster's basically saying she's nothing to me. He's bluffing. Yeah, he's bluffing hard because like, just Pepper the, has got he, her yeah. under his shoe. It's a really he's not. I, I you know it's one of those things where 
they do something slightly differently where you'd expect him to like just have her by the throat and like mm. you know have a knife or have a gun to her head. Yeah. No, he forces her down and puts his boot in her face basically to yeah. keep her there. And is like, yo, guy's, show yourself, God, burn or whatever. This guy's so rough. He does the. This is like his best performance. I'm surprised mm. you don't see him in more stuff, honestly. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a lot. He's so good. He's got a great face. Like his he looks like he, he so looks like he belongs in that era. Yeah, um, and then he's also weirdly enough. Also, he has like he abides by some kind of code of law in his own head. Mm. He has his. He's a, he has his own rule system because he tells Cheney not to hurt the girl. Mm-hmm. He's like, we've made a deal with Cogburn. He'll give us the road. We don't harm the girl, so don't harm the girl. That's yeah. the deal. Yeah. And he like he offers her bacon. Oh, he doesn't offer her bacon, but she asks for some, which is also kind of weird. She's just been taken hostage, and she's like, "Can I have some bacon?" And he's like, "Yeah, help yourself. It's fine." Yeah. It's interesting. It is. It is. And it's yeah, like, and he's also been trumped up a lot. This guy. They've alluded to him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and now we just find out he's this guy. That moment with the cool. bacon was kind of like I was. I was like, "Is this them trying to say that like these guys aren't so bad? They're just like." I don't know, like they're, they're nice hospitable guys. or like whatever. Like and also, the, he does the like Pepper intends to stick to his word. Yeah, where he sees Cogburn go over the ridge. Yeah, and he's like, all right. He leaves her with Cheney, mm. and he's like, don't hurt her. Yeah, basically, like you, you can't come with it. Why? Why can't they? Why can't? Do not they not enough have enough horses? horses? Yeah. Uh, basically, says don't come with us yet. Yeah. I didn't know if that was. I didn't know if he was serious. Like I didn't know if he was like, are you just leaving him? Like are you? It would make sense. He's a bit of a whiny dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He's a whiny guy. But he does seem to be kind of truthful where he's like, we'll come back and get you. We'll send a horse we'll send, back. Yeah. Can I come with you? Can I come on your horse? <laughs> I ain't heavy. I don't like this girl. Yeah. God. Anyway. Uh, so Chaney, it says. Uh, um, there's a final showdown. Musing, musing that Pepper has abandoned him to be captured by the law. Yeah. Which potentially he has. Yeah. Uh, you know, he basically, um, uh, Chaney like goes against his word immediately mm. and tries to kill Maddie. Uh, but Labeef um, has Beef rendezvous with Cogburn in. and arrives, knocks Chaney yeah. unconscious, and yeah. Cogburn intercepts the fleeing gang yeah. in a four-to-one standoff, which yeah. is, again, foreshadowed in that moment where well, he's it like... Is. He's all talk. Yes, exactly. Up until this point. It's, it's like he's exactly. this old, washed-up man. Yeah. And, like, Maddie's starting to think, I've picked the wrong guy. Yes. He's actually this washed-up bum. And that's what I feel like all of but no, his characters yeah. are. But Maddie that's not, what, not. That's not, not what's, talk, that's but, not what's impressive in my mind. Mm is so they do that shootout and it's like cool because he kills a whole bunch of people with like mm. horse reins in his um mouth or whatever mm. um weirdly enough i watched this clip on youtube before i watched the movie and for some reason i nearly cried i don't know why really i don't know why is the weirdest thing i may have just been going through an emotional spell that day <laughs> it was the it doesn't happen often a movie does that yeah this one did it for me again fifth time i've seen this i don't know what it was so weird. It's just the idea that this guy's like something about, and this is something that happens again in Hell or High Water, something about people who are at the end of their run or like end of their run and they're starting to feel it. Mm. It just hits me for some reason. Mm. And he's this old guy. And again, the last line he has on screen is him saying, I have grown old. It just fucks me up. Mm. I don't know why. But it's super impressive. He kills all these people. And another thing that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Such a funny thing to be impressed. Like, yeah, it's super cool. He does that, and yeah. then another thing that's foreshadowed. He kills a lot of people. It's great. It's cool. Matt, Matt Damon also foreshadows the fact that he once had Cheney in range at a long distance. Yes, and he's going to shoot at him. Yes, this is his shot. This time he gets a chance to redeem himself and does kills Ned Pepper from ages away. Yeah, a bully shot, four hundred yards or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, bully shot. Yeah, which I love that. Um, and then 
Uh, Maddie gets a gun. She kills Tom Cheney as well. Cheney knocks LeBeef unconscious. Yes, he sneaks up on LeBeef after he's taken this great shot. Yeah. Cracks him with a rock. And then Maddie through did, yeah. a bit of wrestling, Maddie's able to, because um, Cheney's still injured yeah. in his rib, yeah. Maddie's able to get up, get the rifle, mm-hmm. and take a shot. And th- that happens quite quickly where yeah. the, the whole thing basically like... It's an anticlimactic thing. The way she kills, um, it's got some triumphant, triumphant music or whatever, but yeah. it's very quick moments. Like I got the gun, bam, you dead. But I do like that because again, yeah. it's realistic where it's like, well, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a big moment or like a speech or a whatever. Cathartic, like, yeah, you know, like you just be like, like, hey, I've got I a gun. I've avenged you, father. And she, but I do love how she says, stand up. Yes. Stand up, right. wow. Chaney or whatever the hell his yeah, first she does name that. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that because she wants it to be an honourable kill. Yeah. Like she wants him to be on his two feet facing her. Because she yeah. does mention a few times when uh, when Cogburn says, like, you know, I oh, will take him out from here. And she's, you shoot him in the back? Like, you know, yeah. she, 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 I feel like more than both, or maybe not more than, but, like, mm. she certainly has a set of principles that she's very aligned with and mm. very, like, strong with. Yeah. And I feel they like. They talk about, there's a certain point when they first get back together with Matt Damon. They talk mm. about um, acts that are evil in and of themselves and acts that are evil according to our laws mm. and mores. There's some Latin words they use. Mm. Um, and that I think is what the, a lot of the film's about is, is what she doing a lawfully good thing or is it like a higher justice she's shooting for here? Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, I'd never thought of that. Like she asks him to stand up mm. and that, I don't know, speaks to that effect a little bit. Well, just her like sense of like doing things right yeah. or doing She's doing something maybe that's wrong, yeah. but she's doing it in an honourable way, yeah, yeah. similar to what Labeef and and Cogburn what, have just done. Why is it done. so believable that she does this? She's uh, we talked about this at the start. She's a thirteen year old girl, and if we be- did you believe the fact that she'd be able to go on this adventure, kill this guy? We um, with her. We we're like, there's no way anyone's letting her do any of this shit. I was I was with her. No, I felt like mm. it was believable. She was. Um, she was, yeah, very sure of herself, yeah. so sure of herself that she made other people kind of yeah. get get on with it kind of thing yeah. or, or get, you know. Um, and I think as well, like, they established the fact, because I think it, it could have been very easy for them to have her be taken away by Chaney in that first river scene without firing a shot. But she actually tried, she fired once, she tried to fire again to kill him. Mm. And just through sheer luck was, you know, she didn't have a good gun, so she couldn't do it. Mm. But I think that that's an important way. Like they could have easily made it so that she didn't take any shots. She got, she got fearful. Yeah. I thought that's what her journey was going to be was that yeah. she was all talk mm. about what she could and was going to do. And then, then she'd she realized she, she, she feared she like, you know, for lack of a better word, like chickened out, yeah. got, get taken, gets taken hostage. And next time she gets a chance, she takes it. I thought yeah. that was going to be oh. more of a thing, but I don't, I, I, you know, I don't think that would have been necessarily true to who she was. She, she was scared. Necessar- she was definitely afraid when she first met Chaney and she was intimidated, yes. but she held her own. She mm. said, well, I'm going to take you in. He's schooling her a little bit. Yeah. Um, and he, she down. only tried to, she only tried to uh, shoot him because he started to advance. Yeah. He, he, yes. he, she wanted to do everything peacefully. She reacts. Yeah. Yeah. This um, time she's calling the shots. She says, stand up, shoots him. Yeah. I think then she falls well, down a hole. And she does it so quickly. Yeah. I think she doesn't even think she's like, no, this is my chance. Like yeah. he just hit this. He just, he he'll kill me if I don't kill him right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. I did. There was no. Um. There was there was no like. Ne- I, I didn't have any moment where I was like, oh, the sp- suspension is disbelief yeah. here is too too far. Yeah. They used. I did re- you? 
No, no, no. I believe I believed it. And I yeah. just I never wondered why. Like I never mm. I could think in the hands of a lesser like writer or director or actor even. Yeah. Because a lot of it's just her being like Haley being so good. Yeah. Is you'd go, I can't believe this person would be out here doing this. Mm. But you you believe it all the way. And Definitely. I was just trying to work out what that was. She's very pragmatic. Yes. In her like yeah. pursuit of something that you would normally attribute to like yeah, someone who is either an adult or just yeah. like looking for danger. Like she's she's just yeah. she. I think it's just her. She's righteously kind of aligned with like what is that's the thing. Just and that's so like she's like if I have to kill him, yeah, that doesn't matter because it's uh, it's doing the right thing. Righteous is the right word. I think it taps mm. into something. I was reading Carter Burwell, the um, composer of the score. Mm. He wrote a few things about it and the decision to make the score based around or rooted from old hymns, mm. Christian hymns and stuff like that. Mm. And he quotes a few. Um, did I copy it? I hope I did. Uh, I, co- I copied the link. I can't get the exact thing up. Mm. Basically, he he has this quote that, um, or this proverb um, from Deuteronomy, I think, that uh, Haley, uh, not Haley, Maddie quotes at the start of the movie. Mm. And the full quote is about like getting justice and like um, God, like guarding your hand or whatever like mm. that. And you get this sense that she's this Old Testament girl who's like mm. God's vengeful guy and he's going to like come yeah. get justice. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be his right hand here. Yeah. Fuck some people up. Yeah. Yeah. And that like, that just plays into the, the score a lot. Cause you hear every song's like this hymn. It's got this Christian overtone to it. Totally. And I mean, subtly, I mean the opening anyway. quote, yeah. the opening quote where she says like, you can't get anything for free yeah, yeah except yeah, for the grace yeah. of God. Mm. And I think that's mm. why I don't love how they did it, but I think that's why when she shoots him, the gun recoil, she, she falls down that, that, that hole him. gets, yeah. gets trapped with her leg. And, yeah. then, and then um, in trying to set herself yeah. free, basically releases a bunch of snakes, one of which then bites her. Yeah, she's poisoned by She's poisoned. And um, I love the line where, where um, Cogburn comes down the hole. Yeah. She says, it's a beef alive. It's like, yes, not even a swift blow to the head was enough to keep him like a quiet, quiet for more than <laughs> a minute. That's basically like That's he, another bit I missed. Basically like he, he wouldn't shut up. For oh, more that's, than that's like, so you know, funny. Um, cause then, you know, he, he saves her, takes oh, her up to the man. surface. They leave the beef there. Leave the beef there to, to, to just basically wait for them the next morning because, yeah. you know, you, she's got, he's got to get Maddie to the, to the doctor, yes. to the bear man. Yes. Um, so he, he draws the wound out of her, yes. uh, the poison out of her wound. Yeah, cuts it, it open, it sucks it out, spits it out, which is, again, really symbolic. Mm. She's entered this world of lawlessness. She's she's fallen in with a guy who's missing an eye. Mm. She's got this really egotistical Texas ranger who kind of loses a tongue and mm. gets a bullet wound. Mm-hmm. And here she is, she loses an arm because of this mm. thing. It's like this world she really wants to get into takes a toll. And yeah. I don't think she's fully um, come to – I don't think she was aware of that going into it or she'd really, like, acknowledge that this would take some kind of a toll on her mm. and it's that. And then I think, again, one of the most impressive things that uh, – even the horse as well. So you know how she mm. sees those um, – she sees the um, – what are those jingly things on people's boots? We talked about it earlier. Spurs. Spurs, yeah, on um, Matt Damon's boots. What, yeah. Do you know what those are used for? No. They're for like they're for like whacking the um the horse. Oh really? Like yes, a spiky, a little spiky thing. Wow. To make it go forward. Wow. So that's interesting because you get the sense that she's kind of she doesn't like openly say IUS balls because you're a dick to horses with. Yeah. You get the sense that might be playing into it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Not only does the thing take a toll on her, but it yeah. also takes a toll on her horse, which dies. Yeah. Heart blows up because it's been charging back to get it back. Yeah. To the um, and he has to stab it. He has to in stab order it to, to get it to run. So more. she's become this thing that she almost doesn't like a lot, which is like. 
Well, yeah, I mean, the brutality of this, like, frontier kind of living Mm. that, that, mm, yeah, takes its toll and demands it, basically. Like, you can't get anything that you desire for free. And she is taken, like, I think uh, she feels probably, like, it doesn't need to happen. Like she's, she's still like, whereas he just gets off and immediately like shoots it in the head. Cause she's like, he's like, no, 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 this has to happen. This horse is going to yep. die. And this horse needed to give this kind of sacrifice. Like yeah. she, she's still begging. No, no, no. Like it doesn't, you know, it, yes. it, it'll be fine. He's like, yeah. you don't know yet. That's, like, it's, isn't it weird that that's the thing that like, she hates the most out of rooster as well. Mm. It's like, it, like she sees so much death. Seven people die mm. in her like quest to kill this one person. Mm. And she's seen him kill so many people. Mm. Um, and she's been critical of him, but like, she's also kind of hallucinating at this point a little bit because mm. of the poison. But after she, he kills her horse, mm. she's like really disgusted by him and he has to like wrestle her to like grab her and like run back to the doctor. But I think the horse is, and not to get too film nerdy about it, but I, the horse is potentially. Oh, we love film nerds. The horse is a film nerd. The horse is her innocence. Don't you think? Like the horse, the horse is her innocence basically. I've never thought of it like that. The horse. Well, How I do think you mean? in the sense that she goes out into this world, yeah. not for because it's the woman. It's the it's the older version of her who who does that quote that you know nothing comes for free in this world. Mm. So mm. that's her having learned that, and I think this is yeah. a moment where she's seen a lot of death. She's yeah. even killed a man. Yes, but she, she that they were costs. Mm for what she thought like they were they were worthy costs for what she was trying to achieve right, yeah. this extra toll her arm but more importantly probably the horse yes and she talks about how much something that she is not willing yeah. to pay yeah but yeah. it's 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 the cost of doing it whereas she mm. probably anticipated the cost to be well it's going to be a hard slog you know you're going to yeah. have to cross some rivers and you know it's going to be dangerous but it'll or whatever, be an adventure but it'll be an adventure yeah. i don't think she fully anticipated that that yeah. That, that was yeah. going to happen as well. I don't know. That's maybe yeah. something I'm kind of grasping at that, but I think right. potentially that's, it's and neat. also it was a death that actually meant something yeah. to her. It wasn't a death of an outlaw who she just met or someone who was attributed to her father's death. It was yeah. the death of a horse who had saved her life to that yeah. point and gotten her on the trail initially. Yeah. yeah. And they're a symbol of the West as well. In a lot of ways. Yeah. The movie saying horses, Wests. Anyway, <laughs> West. <laughs> West. Oh shit. Westerns. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. There's only one West. Anyway, uh, rooster then runs, Mm. fucking long while I imagine mm. back mm. to the doctor mm-hmm. and gets her back in time to be saved yeah. and then he says that line which again kills me where he's like I have grown old and then does the best like sigh yeah. I think I've ever seen. he's like <laughs> that's probably peaking the mic that I leaned a, back as far as I could funny, such a funny moment it's hilarious it, yeah, but it is it was, sad it me. is sad no, I've grown, I have grown old yeah and then and it he's goes he's just so exhausted after having like yeah ran this horse to death mm-hmm. we're seeing parts of the maybe I don't know if you recognise some of the landscape I feel like we do you feel like we cross some some spot I was keeping an like. eye out for that bottle on the tree where he puts oh, the empty fun. bottle and they're yeah. like so we can get back no, we don't actually. No, I don't, don't think so. Yeah. They're going too quick. Anyway, but, yeah. that's kind of the end of the film, really. Except for the, the we have epilogue this, of 25 we have this years small, later. this small coda mm. where Maddie is now uh, 25 years later, so she's, what, like a 30-something-year-old woman? Something like that, yeah. She, she, she receives a letter from Cogburn inviting her to attend a Travelling yes. Wild West show. In which and she's she hasn't seen him. She hasn't seen him since he dropped her off at the doctor. Yeah. He leaves the next morning before she wakes up, so she hasn't seen him in mm. 25 years. All the beef. 
all the beef. Mm. But this is to me like another really, really sad. Like, yeah, I, th- I found that really sad part. as well. I found that really sad as well. She doesn't even know if LaBeef is alive. She's probably around 70. She when she does lose. finally arrive at the Wild West show, she finds out that Cogburn died three days uh, earlier. Fuck, fucks me up. Yeah. It's like so close. Yeah. You hear about these things happening. It's like, yeah. fuck, that would suck. Uh, and so in a nod to, well, I was going to say in a nod <sighs> to the film, but probably more in kind to a nod to the book, she yeah. has his body moved to the family cemetery uh, and stands over the grave. Yeah. Reflecting on, yeah, you know, this is the shot everyone the kind thing. of. These are like this. These closing moments are the shots a lot of people use as, as like a thumbnail in a true grit mm. video analysis. I feel, or at mm. least like a Roger Deakins analysis, because mm. everyone refers back to these images of her just standing above the graves. Deakins did this, not Deakins. No, no, like people just like. What am I trying to say here? I don't know. It's like one of the more iconic images of the movie. I yeah, guess. yeah. Just her standing. You know, with only one arm above these graves. Yeah. And I love the way this movie ends where she's like, the last thing she says is a joke about Labib's hair. She's like, I imagine the starch has gone out of that yeah, cow. Yeah. That is, I think that's the last thing she says. No, well, the last thing she says is time gets away from us. So she's yes. just like, she's cracking a joke and then she's like, and we all die eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's interesting as well that in a, in a movie, in a movie about a, oh, in a movie about man. a father who dies, you yeah. never meet any of his family except for his daughter. Yeah, like we we never even hear from the mother. Yes, she writes nope. her letters all the time, but we never hear what she writes back or any of the mothers. Like it's it's never you, uh, never even characterized. Did you catch the J.K. Simmons cameo? In this yeah, movie? the, uh, the voiceover. The, yes. He's playing like her family lawyer or something. Yes, or like, yeah. Luggett or Taggett or something. Yeah, like that. he was great. Yeah, so good. Um, but yeah, you're right. We don't see any other family members. Yeah, look, I I, I think that I think that all in all, I feel I honestly feel like I should watch it again. Potentially. I don't know. What I want to say is, I guess, yeah. is like going back to that shootout and how that's not the – it's awesome that he does that and kills, <laughs> kills that many people. Again, it's rad that he does that. It's so fucking cool. He just shoots these two people with guns and shit. He shoots clearly who, who is a, like a learning disabled person as well, where the, the guy who's just making all those animal Chicken. noises. They well. call him slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kill him. Yeah. So that was an easy target. One, one, one of the other <laughs> An guys. easy target. He only kills two of them, actually. One of them gets away, and then Labeef kills the other guy. Oh, yeah, true. So he doesn't die, though, which is impressive. The fact that, no, um, Cogburn. Yeah. The fact that he's being shot at by four different guys. Yes. Yes. But no, he, he does all this crazy cowboy shit. Mm. And the movie, for a, lot, a large part of the movie, Maddie has been talking about what people owe. Settling debts, mm. like making sure everyone is squared and everything like that. She mm. wants to make sure that she is squared with Shane. And then in comes Rooster, and he's pretty much filled his part of the bargain. He's killed the beef. Uh, not the beef. He's alive. He's <laughs> killed. He's killed his quarry, which is um, Ned Pepper, mm. and Cheney's also dead. It's also interesting that this is a big beat in like westerns is the final shootdown, mm. and it's a shootdown with. He could easily let those guys go. Like, Cheney's the main person they're after. Yeah. He's got, like, a personal debt to settle with Ned Pepper, you could argue. But yeah. there's no real emotional stakes in Ned Pepper getting away for Maddie. Yeah. She's probably be like, yeah, whatever. But what I was going to say, mm. in my very roundabout way, my very tenuous script of this film's theme, I guess you'd say, what I was trying to talk about earlier, shootout happens. He rescues Maddie from the... Um, from the snake pit. He draws mm. out the poison from the wound, which mm. is kind of like 
he's kind of like sparing her from this world. He's saying, look, you don't, this is not a world you want to be in. Mm. So he draws that poison from her wound and then he decides to ride her back mm. to the doctor, which again, he doesn't have to do necessarily. Mm. And he's never really shown any kind of character trait like that before. Mm. He talks about being like a rugged guy. He's robbed banks. He shot at people. Mm. Um, he owned a restaurant. Nothing suggests he would, you know, go out of his way to save her like this. Mm. Like there was another guy who had a, um, a bullet wound and he was like, that leg's going to come off. You're going to die. You're right. Actually, he, this is his big, this is his big shift in a character, in, yes. in his character, which is I'm going to save a life. Do you know what it. the, do you know what the main, the main theme of the song, do you know the, and the, the song they play at the end Yeah. in the everlasting arms. What's the, what's the name of the song? Not sure. Something like that in the everlasting arms. I can't quite remember. Um, but it's the main theme they used for the entire um, mm-hmm. uh, movie. Mm-hmm. And then what what is he doing at the very end when he's taking Maddie to the um, doctor? Carrying her in his arms. In his arms. Mm. It's like this is the one time that like anyone's showing any kind of mercy in the entire movie. Mm. There's so much killing, so much death. Mm. And then this is like some that higher form of, I don't know, justice in a way where he's like, you can kill people and exact some kind of revenge and get some kind of justice that way. Or you can just do something good like this. He decides to do that. Mm. I don't know. Something about that. No, there's something really beautiful about it, for yeah. sure, for some reason. And again, I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like I want films to spoon-feed me their yeah. meaning. I love films that I need to then think about more and Dig interpret into, more. Yeah. For some reason, the actual plot or like narrative structure of this didn't yeah. didn't 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 hook me to a point yeah. where the interpretive and emotional moments mm. hit me in a way that they potentially hit you yeah you know like i wasn't close to tears and i will welcome tears in a film viewing well, it wasn't the first four times which is weird <laughs> so it's the fifth yeah. time it's well, like that's what that's it's like that's it's what's like beautiful when you do, about it though it's like being an actor on a stanley kubrick set and you've done a hundred takes and then you just start yeah, stalling like, i can't oh, do it what does that mean <laughs> um, the last thing i wanted to quickly mention was uh something again dad, oh, dad and i talked about was in the scene where she is looking for Cogburn at the at the fair yeah. at the Wild West show, and the two men tell her that <laughs> he's died, yeah, she seems. This is Dad saying that she seemed more concerned about the other guy not standing in her presence. Yeah, when she learns the news, standing is important to her. She wanted Cheney to stand when she sh- shopping. Hey, I guess that's a fair point. <laughs> but no, but my question <laughs> to you, <laughs> my question to you was going to be: Is she a friend offended that this guy didn't stand up? in the presence of her as a woman or mm. is she offended that this guy didn't stand up to deliver the news that her friend had died? I actually have no idea. Because that's how I took it as the latter. Yeah. Whereas I think... He's not paying respect, taking his hat off. Or anything. Yeah, something like that. He's just kind of lounging. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Because you, do you like stand up? Is it uh, cordial to stand up when someone enters a room or it's not in a room? I believe so. But certainly back then it would have been, I think, yeah, yeah chivalrous or whatever. I have no idea, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, that was I just the last to make of that. It just she she seems really embittered by the end of the. Film. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She's changed a lot. Yeah. 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 And she she talks about like never having time to marry or anything like that. I think she just whatever. says I don't I never wanted to as well. Yeah. Just couldn't be bothered with never it. never wanted to concern person. myself with that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Mm. If you haven't guessed already, I fucking love this. <laughs> and I am lukewarm on it. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, something we can agree on is we both love Jeff Bridges. We both love In Jeff this, Bridges. We both love his portrayal the of the first installment Hogman. of the Bronco Bridges trilogy. Yes, uh, we will but be it's back. It's a pretty good one. It is pretty cool. It's a great one. 
I think it's going to be more like this. Oh, we're yeah. going to, there's going to be many more like this that are yeah. based anything, on looser tendrils than yeah. this for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, there but, wasn't enough cowboy shit in this movie. In fact. <laughs> he needed to throw in some more like, he needed to jump some like more four panel fences like John Wayne. Don't worry, man. Next week <laughs> there's going to be some cowboy shit. In fact, there's That's even going to be a line from Reynolds to be like, do some cowboy stuff. Uh, <laughs> what I'm pretty sure at the end. I yeah. fucking hate R.I.P.D. so much. Hey, don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil <laughs> oh, it. Oh shit! Don't give it away. We got you it next cut week. That part. Yeah, no, no, no. Cut, we won't cut, cut it. Cut. We'll, we'll, you know, maybe he does. Maybe I love it. Maybe it'll be a switch dynamic this uh, this time next week. But um, well, thank spoiler, you. Spoiler alert! I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> cut that I out. love it. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, we'll be back man. in a week's time with R.I.P.D. Mm. Uh, if you're listening in Australia, you can find that on Stan, I think, or was it Netflix? R.I.P.D. Yeah, that is on Netflix. Netflix. True Grits on both. Yes. Yeah. Happily. Um, yeah. Which you know really should be rectified. True, True Grits would be on neither. R.I.P.D. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. We will return in one week's time, and in the meantime, uh, rate, review on iTunes and Spotify, and uh, have a great week. And, uh, Yeehaw! Adios, as the people say. You know, I get to ride, too, man. I get to do that thing, put the chin to my... You know, it was fun, fun playing cowboys.